4: Welcome on in. It is the afternoon show. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Hope everyone had a great weekend out there. Lots to react to, of course. Ike, how's it going? Uh, Fritzy, how about your boy? Reaction hot and heavy. Interview heard around the world. <laughs> <laughs> fun times. Fun times as always. Um, and man, it's been uh It's been a bit of a whirlwind here. So, uh, you know, obviously, A.J. Brown called in on Friday, and I think people reacted to a lot of things that went on during the interview. Mm -hmm. Um, But one of the things that I I thought was interesting and and something that, you know, I had had a thought about for a while, but I'm moving off of that position, is about the quarterback and not about their relationship, but about the reports of Jalen needing to be more of a vocal leader. Here is what A.J. Brown said about that on Friday.
5: Listen, Jalen is himself. I don't agree or disagree. He's going to be himself, and I'm not the person to try to change him to be, be something that he's not or whatever the case may be. But when things were going really good, you didn't hear those reports. You know, uh, a lot of th- a lot of stuff happened. I mean, the, the season the, the season pulled everybody every which way. You know, it was ups, it was downs, it was it was more downs than ups. But it started off ups and and. And now everybody's scratching, everybody pulling, everybody just trying to see what's going on. But when we was winning, we was 10-1 and 1 or whatever, you had you saw the same reaction, him on the sideline. But when we started losing, you still saw the same reaction. So how can you get upset at the same person who was doing the same thing? But a couple months ago or whatever, he was the greatest leader to, to, for this for his organization. So like I said, man, listen, I don't agree or disagree because he's going to be him himself and, I, and I, I want him to be himself. I don't want him to be nobody but himself.
4: Because if he's not, he's not authentic. And, and you know, in l- listening to it over the weekend, that kind of hit me. And um, I'm I'm over Jalen needing to be some kind of vocal rah-rah type leader guy. Um, I want Jalen to to be himself. And if he's not going to be that guy, then I don't think the Eagles need to to force him into being that guy. Now he needs to, I believe, still be one of the boys. Like can't be uh, can't be isolated. Can't be mm-hmm. can't have that kind of stuff going on. But when it comes down to just Jalen being the vocal leader, when it came out and those reports started coming out towards the end of the year, they read to me more like excuse making than like than, than anything, honestly. It's like, oh, now we're losing. Here's, it's because Jalen needs to be more of a, a vocal leader. He's got to pull us out of this by being more of a vocal leader. No, he just needed to play better. So I just, on the vocal leader topic with Jalen Hurts, it's been mm-hmm. it's been hot and heavy all year long. I don't think he needs to be a vocal leader. I think they need to embrace who he is and maybe find different leaders around that instead of trying to get Jalen to change into more of a vocal leader.
6: Well, I mean, listen, being a leader has a lot of layers to it. And it's not about the rah-rah stuff. That's, that's not even leadership. Like, that's, that's, that's just something people throw out there because that's the only way you, outside people can quantify or qualify what leadership is. It's what they are seeing displayed to them. Right When you go help someone up, when you pick someone up, when you put your hand on their shoulder and you're giving them words of encouragement, we don't know what's being said, but because we see it, we view that as good leadership, right?
4: I think so. So is there anything
6: wrong with that? Uh, No. That's Mm -hmm. different than being a rah-rah guy. So I think Jalen's, this whole question about Jalen's leadership really rose to the forefront when things weren't going well and maybe they needed someone to step up and say something. And maybe his voice would have helped. Yeah, of course, his play would have helped. But if he was playing great, then the vocal leadership wouldn't be needed. But when the team isn't playing great, maybe that is needed. I'm not in the locker room. But if reports are coming out of the building that they want to see more of that out of Jalen, they want him to be more of that. To me, that's them saying when things aren't going well, we kind of need you to kind of step up and be vocal. And, and maybe take more of a vocal leadership role. I, I don't know. I'm not in the locker room. This is has nothing to do with on the sideline being a rah-rah guy. That's not just leadership. Often leadership is needed and shows itself in times of adversity. It's hard to just be a lead-by-example guy during that time when everything is burning up around you. It, it's, it's just hard to do that. And your quarterback at times is going to be called upon to do that. And Jalen may have tried to lead the way that he best knew how to lead, and he's still learning this as a young player. Mm -hmm. But you're in a a locker room full of grown men, and maybe more is needed. Like it's just again, if 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 that's what the message is coming out that they want to see more of that, then I don't see anything wrong with it. Now. I don't know how uncomfortable does it make him like, I, I, I don't know. He, he seems like a good leader to me from from there it doesn't seem like he doesn't have the ability to voice his opinion and speak up when things aren't going well. like we hear him at the games, we hear him breaking the team down. like I, I don't see where it's a negative if that's what's being asked of him from his teammates and from the the, the organization.
4: do you think that Jalen needs to be more of a vocal leader next year? You know, if things are going bad, is he at the forefront of all that stuff? I just – See, that's different when you say is he at the
6: forefront of of the issue, right? That's that's different. This seems to me more like things were going awry and maybe he could have helped not necessarily he was the issue.
4: No, I'm not saying that. Yeah, okay. I it, worded it wrong. Yeah. Um the, the, like does he need just simply does he need need to be more of a vocal leader uh going forward or can this lead by example type of leadership does that work? And I think that for me it, it seems like the Eagles now need to find other kinds of leaders, and and maybe not put all of that on Jalen. I understand that he's the quarterback; he has all the the the, the weight of the franchise on his shoulders. But it's well, why is it
6: any different for him than it is for any other quarterback? Because it's just like not, I never it. hear this about any other quarterback.
4: But he's not; it's not who he is. I don't. I don't think he's. I don't think that's who he is. I think well, he's, Carson wasn't the most vocal guy either. Okay, and, it didn't, and it didn't, it didn't But work. but it didn't
6: stop people from wanting him to be more of a leader.
4: I know it didn't stop people, but I think I don't want to make the same mistake again here where it's like all of a sudden now this guy, like he has to change who he is. Does he need to evolve? Of course. But, like the, but that's change. I know, but like I don't, I don't fully expect him to be like running up and down the sideline next year. That's the extreme. I know it's the extreme, but I think when we're talking about vocal leader, I think that's what people are looking at. For example, I look at guys like, like he's more in the Halliday, Utley kind of, mm-hmm. uh, kind of mold. Well, those guys weren't weren't vocal, but they, they led by example and people mm-hmm. looked up to them. I think that's what Jalen Hurts is. And, and I think that – Baseball is different. Baseball is a little bit well, different. And they're in
6: their pitchers. They don't, they don't play every
4: day. Well, Utley's this says.
6: Or you said Halliday. I thought you said Utley Halliday. and Halliday are the two well, that – Well, Utley, that lean, he was able to lean on Jimmy Rollins and all those other guys. Right.
4: And I think that's what the, the Eagles have to do here as well. Is Is now it's – if, if Jalen's not going to be the vocal leader and AJ kind of said, I want him to be authentic, I want him to be himself, then they have to find different voices in the locker room and not put it all on Jalen. Can he, he can't be detrimental in the locker room, which I don't think he is. But I think trying to paint him and trying to turn him into a more vocal, out-front kind of guy. Why is that a negative? Because I don't think that's who he is.
6: I, think, I think, But does that mean he can't evolve into that? And what's wrong with that?
4: Well, because then maybe he's not being himself. Huh? Well, maybe he's up being himself by being out there and being.
6: Tyrese Maxey came here as a quiet guy, didn't say a whole lot. You know what Tyrese Maxey is doing right before our eyes?
4: Trying to become a. No, he's
6: turned. Not trying. Yeah, he's evolving into a vocal leader. That's what he's doing. Okay. Okay, so it's not. It's not a negative. Well, it's a- like, I don't. I don't understand why it's viewed as a negative. That, that's my only thing. That, that, that's my only thing is I. I don't see it as a negative. I don't think anyone's asking. Him to do something that isn't
4: helping the team, if the team needs it. But I think it's just the 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 thing about he needs to be more vocal. He needs to do this stuff. Mm -hmm. Like it was not a problem when they were playing fine, and and now you you do
6: realize you're not going to win the majority of your games every year. So there are going to be times where you need somebody like Jalen's going to be here longer than just about everybody else. In a perfect world, yes. Well, he's the quarterback, right? Yes. So, yeah. So, so, at some point, his voice is the one that needs to ring out in the locker room.
4: I guess one of the, it just bothers me that, that we've gotten to this point. Last week it was Dom wasn't on the sidelines. Mm-hmm. And, and, and we've gotten little things like the Niners game broke them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, little thing. it feels like another excuse. It feels like another excuse to try to figure out what happened towards the end of the year.
6: Do we not think leadership could have been an issue? I am not saying with just Jalen. I just mean just overall with the team.
4: I think something was definitely. You think
6: everything was was executing? I player's not, not
4: executing. I do not believe it was all player execution, like, okay. like AJ said on right. on on Friday. Yeah, I don't think it was just that. But I also think about who Jalen is as a guy, and he seems more quiet. Seems by lead by example, mm-hmm. and just embrace that. I, I would just I would just say to the Eagles, embrace who he is and and try to find other guys around him to get the, the best out of him. Expecting him to change in a big way feels like a, a tall task. 215 9494 is how you get in. Do you believe that Jalen needs to be more of a vocal leader going forward with the Eagles? Very simply, after listening to A.J. Brown on Friday. Corey's in Columbus. What's happening, Corey?
7: My man. Hi,
5: my brother Jack. What's up?
4: Hello, what's Corey. up, Sam? Hey, man.
5: This thing with Jalen Hurts was – like the way I viewed this about him being a leader, I, I always thought that was an
6: excuse.
7: First of all, like I said last time I called, Jalen hurt screaming at these dudes is not going to make Bradbury cover better. It's not going to make Bradbury tackle. It's not going to, you know, help the offensive line block better. Like I just, I just feel like that's an excuse. Now, can Jalen be more like have more camaraderie with the team? So yes, that. Dude, that's a part of that's and, a part
6: of leadership.
7: Yeah, and I, and I, I agree with that. Like, like one thing one thing I, I will say about Jalen Hurts is I'm not going to say he changed because I'm not in the locker room. I don't know. I, I can just read, like, everybody else, see what everybody else says. But it's like when Jalen, like, last year in the Super Bowl, Creed Humphrey, the center of the, the Chiefs, he played with Jalen in Oklahoma. When he did his media day, he said Jalen Hurts is one of not the best center, I mean, uh, best leaders I've been around. Mm-hmm. So he's saying that in college. Mm-hmm. When he when he when he was in college, remember he went from Alabama. The first thing he did was he went in the locker room. He bench 600 pounds because he wanted to show I'm one of the guys. I'm not I'm not too good, you know, to work out. I'm I'm gonna show y'all what I can do. Mm-hmm. So do I do I think the contract may have changed him a little bit? I don't know. the The way the reports are saying it, it, it sounds like it did. Now, what AJ Brown saying on Friday should should you want Jalen Hurts to be a different guy? No, no. because now he's thinking. Oh, should I, should I say this here? Should I, should I step in? The problem with the Eagles, and I, I've said this in the past, they need to stop just always, oh, these same guys as the captains every year. Like Fletch, uh, Fletcher, Cox, Kelsey, I know them the core four, everybody love them dudes. But them dudes was here with Doug, and there was all these problems in the locker room. He's here with, 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 with Nick, all these problems in the locker room. So if y'all captains, y'all's leadership clearly – Ain't what we want either. So y'all need to take some teas off y'all shirts too. Maybe y'all need to find some new leaders, some new you know vocal leaders in the locker room that people are going to listen to. Because it sounds to me like the overall message in the locker room has been stale. Mm-hmm. I feel like play is the biggest reason, not the not the leadership. If these dudes play better, we ain't gonna have a problem. And that's how I view it.
6: Yeah. Now listen, and, and and I agree with that. I I think. See, I think we're. At least I'm, I'm hearing it differently when I hear the reports about the Eagles wanting Jalen to be more of a vocal leader. I, I don't look at sideline antics. I, I don't look at that stuff. He's a quarterback. So I, I don't look at that stuff. I think everybody jumps to that because that's an extreme way of saying that that's ridiculous. He shouldn't have to do that. I don't think that's what the – you think that's what the Eagles are talking about?
4: Um, well, I mean –
6: We're hearing stuff about being detached – Yeah, I mean, guys like that's that's what they're talking about, Uh, making a locker room or making, I guess, making himself a part of the locker room.
4: Well, and and I do believe he 100 percent needs to be one of the guys that that's something that I think that's what
6: the Eagles are are talking about. I don't think they're talking about yelling at guys on the sideline.
4: Well, yeah, I I guess. But when you hear vocal leader, I I feel like the first thing is not always be one of the guys. It's more step up in the locker room and say something when when the chips are down. And uh, I mean, maybe on the sidelines too, where it's like just, because there was portions of the season where we felt like, is he talking to his teammates on the sideline? Like, Mm -hmm. is he he communicating with them? Is he talking to AJ? Is he talking to Devontae, trying to get things set for the next series? Because every every clip it seemed like he was just sitting by himself.
6: Mm -hmm. But I I wonder if that, stems from the relationships that leads up to Sunday, right? Like, if if, just, if you just go by the reports, again, I'm not in the locker room, but if you go by reports, you hear that he may not be as connected with the guys, right? Being around the guys as much. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what you hear. So that that's a part of being a leader and being a vocal leader is bringing guys together. In a way... Yeah. No, 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 I'm telling you that's what it is. But, that's not in a way. That's, that's, that's what being a leader does. That's, that's a part of it, especially when you hold the position
4: that he holds. But but when we talk about vocal leadership, mm-hmm. like vocal leadership, that what you're talking about to me feels more like bonding with teammates and, yeah. and having relationships. Did we not hear that that was an issue? We did hear that was an okay. issue. And I think that that's something that – that would bother me more than the vocal leader stuff. Like, like if they want him to speak up – and, and you know, kind of deliver messages to the team after losses or whatever or be on the sideline more. Like the, the stuff about teammates and needing to connect with them, I think that's incredibly important. I totally yeah. agree with you. But I think when like some guys are just lead-by-example guys, mm-hmm. and I know it's tough because he's the quarterback, and I think we have this vision of the quarterback that he's the ultimate team leader and um, you know, he's, he's firing the team up and he is, you know, he's the quarterback. Um, they've always had that kind of pressure on their shoulders. But I just don't know if he's that kind of guy. And, and I think he is more reserved. And I think he's more um you know, just go lead by example. And when they're winning, it's fine. But when they're losing, I just don't think that to all of a sudden put that on his shoulders is is a winning formula here,
6: yeah, i don't I don't I, I don't I, I don't it's it's hard for me to distinguish the difference with right. i I, cause I think all these things are a part of it. I think all these things, I think again, it has less to do with. The animation on the sideline, I think it has more to do with, like, when you hear the report that Howard, didn't Howard say, like, that, 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 that Fletcher said something about sunglasses, having his sunglasses on? I, I forget exactly what Howard
4: said, but. Yeah, it's a stern talking to him. Had a stern talking to, talking the to the him, walk, to him what or what have you,
6: whatever. Like, like, what do you think that
4: was about? Uh, was, I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't I, know. I know. I'm just
6: saying, I, I think it has more to do with that type of stuff and feeling like you're a part of this struggle with us. That, sure. that that's what I think it has more to do with
4: sure uh Matt's in bluebell what's happening Matt
8: hey what's up guys what's up Matt like one of my faves dude
4: oh appreciate it brother
8: hey listen just wanted to talk about Jalen for a second love him to death but what about the one issue that nobody has mentioned through all of this great quarterbacks and great leaders when they're not doing well especially during a game, when they are off the field, you see them sitting on the sidelines, staring at, used to be the old binders, now it's the tablet, looking at, you know, again, everybody from Ray Diddy to you guys, you've all acknowledged he's missed hot reads, he, you know, he didn't handle the blitz well, he's not the best at, um, you know, reading defenses. When they go on the sideline and the defense is on the field, they're sitting there studying that tablet, and Jalen doesn't do that. He sits there, and he's looking at everything left, right, to the side of him. And you never see him doing that. That's what a leader does. He figures out where he's weak and where the deficiencies are and fixes it.
4: Mm-hmm.
9: Well, and to be I fair, I mean, it's not
8: absolutely. like it's not like there's
4: a live cam on him all the time on the sidelines. I mean, no, I, I've I seen him. I understand. I've but seen him if with stuff.
8: At, if you look at when they do show him, he's sitting there. And he's got a guy with a tablet next to him and a tablet sitting in between. Nobody's looking at it. He's not taking it and saying, hey, you know, look at this, look at that. So do you, so, think, do you I, think
4: that Jalen is more of a vocal leader next year?
8: I do, but I don't think that's his biggest problem. I think he's, you're more of a leader by fixing your deficiencies. We all know what they are for the most part. And he's not doing anything in game to try to fix them. Which is by his actions, by studying what the plays are that he's getting wrong, and fixing them.
4: Yeah, I got you, Matt. I'm I'm sure he is, though. I mean, I'm sure. I'm not. I don't think he's just sitting on the sideline, just staring at what's going on on the field. I I think he is (laughs) trying to 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 figure out what's wrong with the defense. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Or going on the defense.
6: Yeah. We like like like. What do you think he's doing? Just 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 deciding I'm 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 going to give
4: up today. I'm not going to play. Not my day. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, of
6: course that's not what he's, that's, that's not what he's doing. Um, and, and he's probably – and you're right. You, you don't know when the camera pans over there, whether or not he's already looked at a tablet, whether or not they've gone over, gone over stuff. I Again, for me – and again, maybe I'm interpreting this wrong, but f- for me, I think it's less of the game day stuff on the field because I've always felt quarterbacks need – this is the thing I've always given him credit for. And A.J. brought this up. And I've been consistent in saying this. I don't mind him having a steady hand. He doesn't need to be emotional, up and down, where he wearing his emotions on his sleeve. He's the quarterback, so I get that part of it. I'm t- AJ was the one who who arranged the whole escape room thing, right? Mm-hmm. Right, and I, I think it was something else he arranged, a dinner or something, as well. Maybe another week or something AJ had done. But you don't like. I think that's more the stuff they they wouldn't mind the quarterback doing at times.
4: Yeah, well, at least he has to be a part of it. Like he, like I. I... To turn him into that kind of guy, I How's think. How's it
6: turn him into something? Because when not, everybody tells you how great of a leader he is, and how great of a teammate he is, you act like somebody is putting him in a headlock and 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 and, and I don't know, torturing him or something.
4: Well, maybe, maybe for some people, maybe they feel that way, having to be out there in front of all that stuff. You know, some people are leaders, some people aren't, or some people are vocal, some people aren't. I think they're trying to turn him into something he's not, and and they need to find a way to 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 rally around him from that standpoint and not just say, ah, you go be the vocal guy. You you get us out of this. Feels more excuse making to me. 215-592-9494. It was on this day. We, we are continuing mooring show side topics. Um, it was on this day 12 years ago. Uh, one of the most legendary sports rants of all time, courtesy of Pete Weber. Strike to claim it. A strike to claim it.
9: And he got it! That is-
4: Beautifully done by Pete Weber. <laughs> uh, for a pair of tickets to go see Ike's guy Jelly Roll, the beautifully broken tour on October 2nd at the Wells Fargo Center Center. Tickets go on sale at 10 a.m. March 1st at tic- Ticketmaster. For tickets to go see Jelly Roll, who is phenomenal, and a great country singer, give us the best sports rant of all time on this anniversary of Pete Weber melting down after getting a strike in bowling. I know a guy named Jelly Roll. <laughs>
6: yeah. I did. He played with the Ravens. We played in the All Star game together. Lionel Dalton. He was a defensive tackle. His nickname was Jelly Roll.
4: Yeah, it feels like an old school, like <laughs> defensive tackle kind of name. So, who's the real Jelly Roll? Yeah, no, who is yeah. the real Jelly It's like there's three hammers there's Joe DeCamera, there's Dave Schultz, and there's uh, Seth Joyner. Yeah. Who's the real hammer?
6: I know who's not the real hammer. Put it that way.
4: 215 <laughs> 592 One of those guys
6: don't, don't deserve to be in that group with the other two.
4: Well, one of them has the best winning percentage of all of them, and that would be Joe DeGamma. So, who's to say? With
6: best winning percentage?
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, and trivia. No, no. And just say that. So, Schultz, I'm sure, has a winning percentage. Seth has a winning percentage. I would say the cameras probably has the highest winning percentage. Probably has the highest,
6: yes, when it comes to beat the (laughs) hammer.
4: Shut his hole! Exactly right. So give us the best sports rant for a pair of tickets to go see Jelly Roll on October 2nd. And on Jalen, does he need to be more of a vocal leader going forward for this team? All that's coming up next on the Afternoon Show on Sports Radio 94 WIP. There's still, there's still time to save a ton on beautiful new appliances as the President's Day mega sale rolls on at National Appliance Warehouse. They don't just say they have the lowest prices. They back it up with Price Assure. Price Assure continuously scans appliance prices online to confirm that the National Appliance Warehouse price is the lowest. If Price Assure finds a price that needs updating, the electronic tag is updated instantly. I saw this for myself. When I went down there a couple weeks ago, it was remarkable. What I love about the National Appliance Warehouse is it's the best of both worlds. A big box store with the lowest prices, yet the excellent service that rivals a small independent. I saw that firsthand when they helped me explore over 100 brands displayed in their huge showroom. Everyone is knowledgeable, friendly, and passionate about ensuring you end up with the perfect appliances for you. So head there today and save. Like an Electrolux front-load washer and electric dryer regularly $2,298 for only $1,398 at the rebate. Save even more because National Appliance Warehouse is in tax-free Wilmington and tell them Jack Fritz sent you.
0: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
1: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game.
7: Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial
1: today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.
4: Sing it if you know it, Ike. Sing it if you know it. Well, I'm not singing. No, you don't know it at all Yeah, It's not surprising. Welcome on back. That is the beautiful, sultry voice, other known as Jelly Roll. Sounds good. Yeah, you can see on uh, October 2nd. All you got to do is win tickets on the show today. Best sports rant of all time in this anniversary Did you say of say October 2nd? Yeah, October 2nd. Yeah. It's February. I know. Listen, I,
6: we're closer to October of going back in 2023 instead of going
4: forward. Listen, man, I already got tickets for, <laughs> for Zach Bryan in August. Like, it, they came out last year. Like, these tickets these tickets these days, okay. you got to get early, man. Man. You're not getting Taylor Swift on day of.
6: You got Taylor Swift in, uh, you know. Well, a- I'm not getting Taylor Swift tickets, period.
4: No, I think there's a, probably a small difference between Taylor Swift tickets and, <laughs> and Jelly Roll tickets. Right. Uh, but either way. I would it, imagine
6: as soon as that concert date is announced, it's sold
4: out. Yeah. Billions. Yeah. Billions coming in. Um, so, yeah. So, get in. Best sports rant on this anniversary of uh, of Pete Weber melting down after winning a, a PBA event. Uh, the Twitter question brought to you by Marks Jewelers. Looking for wedding bands or bridal party gifts? Shop Marks Jewelers. Extensive collection for the perfect gift. Online, marks-jewelers.com. Do you believe Jalen Hurts needs to be more uh, of a vocal leader next year? 65% say yes, Ike. That, that's, that's pretty interesting.
6: That 65% are saying yes? Yeah.
9: Yeah.
4: Yeah,
6: I mean, again, I, I, I think the definition of that could vary for
4: people. Right.
6: Again, I, I don't need my quarterback running up and down the sideline ranting and raving.
4: Because I, it, I, cause when you're losing, too, that also gets annoying. It definitely does.
6: I mean, it, it definitely does. So, then he becomes a guy who won't shut up, right? Right. So, you, you you don't you don't want that.
4: Only in terms of the eye rolls.
6: Yeah. So, I, you, you don't want that. To me, I – Listen, as, as long as if, – if I can get the guy who looks like he's enjoying himself, he enjoys playing the game of football, maybe maybe the weight of the world, the weight of playing in this city, the weight of the contract, maybe that stuff is true that it, it it just became a little much for him as far as managing everything, his time and all of that type of stuff. And then when you're not necessarily playing as well as you want to play, even though the team is winning, A.J. pointed that out, they weren't necessarily the best team in the league. Interesting. Yeah.
4: Yeah. <laughs> Interesting comments from AJ. I'm just saying though. When I, you, I was, you, was shouting when, down when, a lot. We
6: six and one, seven and one, eight one nine and one. We don't want to hear that. They are the best team in the no, league. No, they're the
4: best. Yeah, that's are the best. Right, they're the best. Yeah, yeah, best. Right. Right. Best. yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, look, once, anyway, all anyway. I ask, all I ask for next season, yes. I just, I want people to put down the green goggles. Nope. And 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 use your eyes. <laughs> just use your eyes when you're telling me you're watching the football team. Yeah, that's all I ask
6: for. Well, me. listen, all, all I saw was a, a resilient team that, that knew how to fight back, man, and didn't give up. And then what happened? It, yeah, that's right. I don't know what. They- <laughs>
4: They went happened. from like resilient to <laughs> yes. being able to come back from ten down. Yes, Jalen came down. The Eagles came back from ten down in six straight games. Six and straight able, games. Yes, and was able to come back and win. Yes, and then I just don't know what happened.
6: And we still don't know what happened.
4: Well, and listen, and I- because
6: and because. <laughs> we allowed A.J. to basically turn the interview. He turned us into interviewees. Well,
4: that's what they say to do during, you know, job <laughs> interviews is let me interview you and see if I really want this job.
6: You don't know how close I was to saying, we don't usually do this. We don't usually have guests ask us a bunch of questions when yeah. they come on. Yeah, yeah. so – but since you are A.J. Brown, though, I guess, shoot, go far away. So, yes, that turned into that to where we were basically uh, under fire from him. Um, and when I say we, listen – Appreciate him calling the, the this show, right? Uh, I appreciate that. Appreciate right. all the views and in in the, all the clicks and everything. Mm-hmm. But he actually put us in the position to have to answer for everybody,
4: right? Right, <laughs> and you know, some was our my doing.
6: Yeah, so, oh, with it with it, you know what though? Listen, I will still defend us on that one, man. I, I was will. Just
9: hypothetical. It
6: was a hyper. It's not our fault that. Other people looking for content, looking for something to talk about, took what a, a hypothetical question was and wanted to use it for content yeah. on their sites well, or on their podcast or whatever. Because that's really what happened.
9: Well,
4: also, it was horrible. It was poor timing because he happened to be on The K. Adams Show the next day. You know? Yeah, well,
6: you, you didn't think about that, did you? Yeah. Well, I didn't know that,
4: that, that. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You didn't, didn't know. I didn't know her guess. You could have waited
6: until afterwards. Exactly
4: right. <laughs> exactly right. But but
6: yes, I. I, I, I Again, I'll defend us on that. I about, don't think that that's not us starting a rumor.
4: No. Now, what about the Kellen Moore question? I mean, it felt like a, a I thought a, it was a good question, a fair follow up, right time for it. Yeah, new staff. You might as well get his thoughts on the new staff. Met the moment. I think was what a lot of people said. They were like, "Hey, good journalism out of out of Fritz. No, got clowned all weekend for that uh, question. He was not interested in. <laughs> he did not. He
6: gave you a courtesy answer and then was like, "No, nah, don't don't try to take me off the scent."
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said absolutely not. One thing he did say, though, mm-hmm. you know, and we I, I followed up when he said, we we told you guys the answer. You guys just didn't believe it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually, I still, don't it. I still don't believe it. It's partly true. I still don't believe it.
6: I was going to say, yeah, he was partly right about it that.
4: Was, he was right. I, I honestly yeah. just don't like the answer. Right. I, I don't believe they fell apart because of execution. It certainly
6: isn't the only reason. No.
4: Yeah. Like, like dude, what? they just didn't sh- – Troy Aikman was on the broadcast in the Bucks game basically questioning – you know their effort and how into the game they were and how it looked like they'd already quit, mm-hmm. that's not execution like i still I still believe, and he can say execution and I, and the players can say execution, I just in my gut believe there's still more on the table here,
6: yeah, yeah, could be um, and still with time to work through it, mm-hmm. that's to me that's the biggest thing is whether or not it is fixable, something that's repairable right or not, and you know, um. I've said this uh, several times. I haven't heard anything or seen anything. Nothing's been reported. It doesn't seem like it can't be repaired. You know, Craig Carton threw that stuff out there against the wall last week. I don't even know what that was, so it was hard to even dive into that Mm -hmm. because he said a lot of nothing, really.
4: Right. I think that also (laughs) fed into AJ's frustration. That probably
6: did not make him happy.
4: Not our fault. (laughs) Not our fault. <laughs> uh Chuck's in Mount air. What's, what's happening, happening, Chuck? Hey,
7: hey, yo, Jack, what's going on? Yo, Ike, what's up, man? What up, Chuck? Hey, I I get a chance to tell you, you did a great job. Also, phenomenal job, uh, with that interview too, man. You know what I mean? Hey, Jack, I'd never want to be somewhere in a fight breakout when you did. I just wanna <laughs> well, what did I do? I just wanna, <laughs> I, 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 you know, I just wanna say that. I mean, you're my guy, I love you to death. But I'd never ever wanna be somewhere in a fight breaks out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hey, hey, and listen. Go ahead.
4: I'm sorry. No, it's, it's fair. I'm not – I am not a fighter at all. I'm not, yeah, I know. We, I we hate know. confrontation, and I avoid yeah. it at pretty much all costs. So, yeah, not my best showing. <laughs> like, full hand up, full accountability. Not my best. But we bounce back, yeah. Chuck. Yeah, we, we,
8: we, we know.
7: Yeah, and What do you think about Kellen Moore? He was not going for that <laughs> oh. at all. He went no parts of that.
4: Seemed like Big a fair out. follow-up.
7: Yeah, I know. Okay. Yeah, ask that in August, not not when <laughs> right. came up here. To you know what I mean? To address some things. You know what I mean? Hey, listen. Hey, like, listen. He had he had to call this show. Mm-hmm. This is the listen. With great power comes great responsibility, right? So he had to call this show. This is the number one show on the program, the flagship show. The program It's not just said; it's the truth. It's factual. So it wouldn't have been the same if he called the morning show or if he called the afternoon show or, or, or the, uh, the midday show. This is the afternoon show, the number one show in the nation, and that's why he called this show, to address whatever you need to address. So, oh. doing great job with that, I The show oh, the, the stars call, call. yep. Yep. It, 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 exactly. Yeah, so It is listen, true. And, we
6: are becoming that it, show,
7: yes. Yeah, yeah. And listen to, too, you know what I mean, by the way. But listen. Well, by like, the way, listen.
6: Chuck, you probably had something to do with both of these stars calling up because you ignited Spike, and, and Spike basically fed off your energy, and AJ saw that.
7: I listen, I am just sitting in the woods, just you know, <laughs> just doing my you know, I'm just doing. I'm throwing fire dynamite out there, you know what I mean? That's all I'm just seeing if it if it explodes in the night something and in the night or something on Friday. That's all I'm saying. I ain't got nothing else to say about that, <laughs> you know what I mean? But I do want to say this though, right? With great power comes great responsibility. And that that, that goes for Jalen too, right? That goes for Jalen too. Let me ask you something, right? Here's the thing. Whenever any great leader became a leader, they wasn't a leader at first. You know what I mean? When you look at Moses, and I'm not trying to get biblical on you, right? No, it
6: seems like right Drop this. it. Drop yeah, it in yeah, there. Yeah. Child, drop
7: well, it. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, let me, let me cook for a second. He had to lead a nation of people out, right, out of the wilderness. But he was scared to do certain things. But God called him to be a leader. You understand what I'm saying? When Barack Obama, President Barack Obama, took this nation, right, and he had to become the President of the United States of America, right, as, a, as an African-American uh, uh, president, he had to be called, called upon to be a leader, he probably couldn't have done that job ten, fifteen years ago. You know what I'm saying? Another example, right? You say it's night and day when Michael Vick was in Atlanta right? compared to what? Night he was and day, in brother. Indiana yes, sir. Right? Yes, sir. You know what I'm saying? When yes, that Riley sir. Cooper situation happened, I remember it vividly. Before the season started, happening, yep, you no know, spoke up. Michael Vick spoke up in that locker room. He wasn't going up and down and telling people, you know, cussing people out and like that, but he spoke up and his voice resonated because he was the quarterback of his football team. I can't have you be the quarterback of his football team if you're not a leader. We heard A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown can be a leader. He can be one of the leaders, but the leader needs to be number one. And he can't be a, th- a example of that responsibility. You know what I'm saying? You got, you got paid handsomely. You know what I'm ich- saying? You got all these endorsements. Now it's time for you, and this and this time right now, when we need you the most to be a leader. When Allen Iverson went up there against the Lakers, who was the, 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 the Dalton Lakers, so nobody could beat him. They swept everybody in the playoffs. Now, they didn't finish the job, but he went up there, he dropped 48, and he came in the locker room. You know what he said, Ike?
6: Hey, we ain't done. He
7: said, we Oh, ain't no, done. he said, put you those brooms
6: away. Put those brooms away. put those
7: brooms away. Mm-hmm. In the locker room. And that's what his guys was looking for him to say when he came out from dropping 48. You can go out there and perform. But you also need to be a vocal leader in, in that locker room. I'm not looking for Kelsey to be a leader. I'm not looking for Petra Cox to be a leader no more. I'm not looking for Br- Slay to be a leader no more. Devontae Smith, none of them. No,
6: it's it's Jalen's locker room. You can't
7: hide from it. Yeah. Jalen, you need to be the guy this year. Simple as that. And I'm not talking about throwing clipboards and all that and, and knocking Gatorade uh, things down on the sideline and yelling and screaming. That's not your personality. But you need to take more responsibility in that locker room, to me, because I feel as though he's been different at because of who he is. And, and, we, and we use the excuse, oh, you know, that's not his personality. What well, needs to be your personality? You know what I'm saying? When Dr. King had an I am a dream speech, he, he, he wouldn't be able to do that speech probably when he was in his 20s. You know what I'm saying? He, he had to grow into that role to, a, to lead a nation to come together. Mm. That's what he needs to do. He needs to grow into that role, Jack. So it can't be an excuse of just this is who he is. He got to stay this way. No. You grow into being a better person. You grow into being a better leader. You grow into being a better football player. And I'm not making that excuse. If you can't do that, then, Jalen, you got you, you can't be the, the lead, leader of this team. You can't be the quarterback in Philadelphia. That's how I look at it.
4: All right, brother. Uh what's the best sports rant of all time? That
7: one.
4: <laughs> well, then, Dennis Green. Dennis Green. They Green. are who
7: we thought they were. <laughs> exactly. That's the best ever I've ever heard.
4: Yeah, Dennis Green's a big one. Listen, great show. I love you guys. Peace. All right, Appreciate Chuck. it, Chuck. Yeah, I mean uh, again, I think there's two different there's two different conversations, right? Which mm-hmm. is which is a, a, a tad annoying, but like whatever. It, it is what it is. Like there's there's the there's the he has to be one of the guys, which I do believe. Mm-hmm. I, I do believe he has to be one of the guys. He has to be approachable because that stuff matters as the as, you know, the, the 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 one of the leaders of the team. It's just when it gets into vocal, has to step up, has to like putting all that on him. And right. maybe he'll grow into that. I just think that if if that's not his personality, I think it's hard to change. And some guys are just lead by example guys.
6: Well listen, he can grow into it and, and I I I didn't even get to the, the Michael Vick comparison, but it, that That is something Mike developed into. He was not like I was with him in Atlanta mm-hmm. and he had a lot of the lead by example sort of qualities versus being the guy who's standing in front of the team, who's saying a whole lot. He just did not say a whole lot. When he came to Philly and by the time he was the starter in 2010, you know, he didn't step on Donovan's toes or anything when when he was here, but by the time he was named the guy, he had developed into that guy to where he could be more of a vocal leader. Yeah. And, and, he, and Chuck's right. If he hadn't have been that guy, I don't know if that Raleigh Cooper situation would have been resolved the way that it was uh with everybody on the team. Cause I, I was on the air during
4: that time and that was whew. seems like a fun time. Well,
6: um <laughs> you're talking about, man, that, that was that was tough.
4: Uh I'm curious though, like like Donovan, right? Mm-hmm. Like Donovan's obviously the best in franchise history. Mm-hmm. What was he, was he did he develop into a vocal yes. leader? Was it was it day one? Is no. a lead by example guy like what? What was Donovan Yep, like?
6: he, he was a lot like uh, now. Nah, his personality is different than Jalen's. Yes, but uh, he was not the vocal guy his first few years. It, it took a few years for him to get there. But I will say this: um, he became, I believe, oh one, oh two. He started to become more of the vocal guy. He yeah. did as we started losing certain veterans, and, and really he gained his status. I mean, he was a Pro Bowl quarterback. He had signed the extension. $100 million extension, I believe it was at the time. So he became that guy. He, you no, know, Donovan wanted to embrace that role. He, listen, five likes to talk. Yeah, he, so, you know. Sure does. Yeah, he, he didn't mind embracing that role. I think with him early on, it was more or less you got other guys, Troy, Deuce, guys like that already leaders. He didn't want to step on anybody's toes. But once he got a few years under his belt, he didn't have a problem being that guy. He still wasn't the only voice in the locker no. room. He just became a voice in the locker
4: room. And I and I do wonder. I do wonder if Kelsey's gone. If BG's gone. Right. If, then Jalen has to. Yeah. Like by. It buy certainly the happens.
6: Yeah. Even Dog. 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 was quiet. Dog could tell you, man. Probably about his first five, six, seven years. Right. And Dog just went out and played. He looked like a wild man on Sundays. He did all of that. Yeah. But as far as being the guy that was vocal and stood in front of the team like that, that came later in Dog's career.
4: Well, it's it's even here, right? Like when I first got in in here, it's like, you know, I put my head down, didn't didn't say much, you know. And then, you know, you, you get into this role and just turn into an absolute yeah. leader.
6: See, and I was a loud mouth as a rookie. <laughs> Yeah. I tried to lead and they told me sit your yeah. leap down. Sit yeah. down
4: somewhere. You were the annoying, you know, <laughs> the, you guys are getting blown out in Denver. Like, I'll say something. I'll get us going, Coach. There was a guy there's a guy on my college team that was like I know. Well, we'll go go back to the phones in a second. Um but there's a guy on my college team that was like you know, my freshman year. Yeah. He tried to be the rah rah guy. Yeah. And we're getting but I, getting, I, getting I, I just felt like I could feel my eyes rolling when he came, Let's go! Like,
6: relax. I try, all he tried to do is rally now the troops, man. I'm
4: not a big rally the troops guy. I'm a lead by example guy. We'll go back to the phones here in one second. But first, here's like,
6: Hey, exciting news from my friends at Mark's Jewelers. February 27th through March 2nd, Mark's is offering 20% off the largest selection of men's and ladies' wedding bands in the entire Delaware Valley. And Mark's offers Jewel Vision. The only way the two of you can customize the perfect matching wedding bands, ladies, diamond bands, men's gold, platinum, and alternative bands, jewel vision, and lab-grown options. Marks has it all with showrooms in Montgomeryville and Mount Laurel. Learn more at marks-jewelers.com.
4: 215-592-9494 to get in. Does Jalen need to be more of a vocal leader for this team going forward? And give us the best sports rant. For a, uh, for a pair of tickets to go see Jelly Roll at the Wells Fargo Center. O.G. Wade is in Chester. What's happening, O.G.?
6: What's up, fellas? How we doing today? Doing great. Can't wait to hear your take on this one.
10: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, first of all, because I
7: know I'm getting cut off. Jack always cuts me off. <laughs> well, would, me you realize? You my, would you stop
4: me, Would you that? relax? <laughs> what do you want, a whole segment?
7: Yeah, let me let me give you my, um, my sports rant. That would be
11: Jason uh, uh, Kelsey. After the um, his parade speech,
4: man, that that's was the... that's going to be a hard one. To oh top. wow, hey, man, yeah. you come and, up with and, a, you and, come and, up with and, a good answer for all these questions. Very thirsty for, of you, yes. Full disclosure, you could take them jelly
7: roll uh, uh, tickets and uh, you, you, yeah, okay, don't don't play, yeah.
4: I'm going to make sure you yeah. win them. We're going to go to the concert. We'll go to the concert together. Would you go? with Yeah, me? I'm
7: sure. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure you're a run too. Yeah. What do you mean? <laughs> hey, listen, man. Let me let me do this here, and and. This is I'm 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 not being funny when I'm saying these. Mm-hmm. I just heard I just heard Chuck. Mm-hmm. I've heard Ike. I've mm-hmm. heard everybody get their thing. The one thing that's most constant that I've been hearing is everybody saying,
12: sources are saying out of the locker room. But I'll when you out actually, of the building.
7: yeah, out of the building. Mm-hmm. When you actually hear the people around the building. I'm talking about Lori talked about uh, Jeff Lori talked about Jalen's leadership. How we talked about it, Uh, Fletcher Cox was on someone's podcast last weekend, Mm -hmm. talked about it, raved about Jalen's leadership. And he said one thing that was very, you know, important. He said, we have to – people got to realize that Jalen is still young. He's still growing into what he – you know, into this league. Mm -hmm. So he's going to get better and do all these things better. So people have to stop judging him as if he's a finished product. Kellen, first of all, again, the main thing, he's got to learn Kellen Moore's offense. Mm-hmm. And along with those responsibilities comes with, yes, leadership, vocalness, all of those things. But who in the hell to say that's not what he's doing? We're all assuming he's not doing these things. Chuck just came on and gave a nine-minute speech about uh, uh, the president, uh, uh, <laughs> Dr. Marlowe, king. Moses, yeah. He gave you most. <laughs>
6: He and, did throw you know, Moses might, in there. I didn't and Martin him. Luther King. Yep. Yeah, he got yep. it all in there.
5: So yeah.
7: basically, he oh, he's assuming that what's being said is the, is, is the gospel. So, you know what I mean? Like, where does Jalen get uh, a benefit of the doubt to say, yo, man, we ain't seen this. And everybody that knows him, t- even AJ, just told you, man, this dude is, this is the leader, but he ain't. This is not who he is. You trying to. And then even if he changes that, and then starts becoming something that we want him to be, and he's not, these players ain't going for that. It's not authentic. So in terms of his maturation, uh, Ike, to your point,
9: mm-hmm. he has
7: to evolve. Let this brother evolve into that. That will come. But the one thing that he, ha- he must do is win. He must lead this offense efficiently. He cannot sit here and start thinking about superficial things, about being a rah-rah man. And I understand everybody saying it ain't got to be the rah-rah, but how do we know those things aren't being administrated by Jalen? You've heard, and he, how many times my lot have been on this show and told us how Jalen ripped him one when he was trying to apologize for missing the block at halftime, and Jalen's telling, yo, man, on with the next play. We're not doing that. Everybody don't understand what Jalen was saying to Dallas Goddard when Dallas Goddard's trying to explain to him, I'm sorry about dropping that uh, uh, third and fourth. Jalen, yo, on with the next. I'm not trying to hear that. Everybody got to understand some guys are just about the next play. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And, and, And I appreciate what everybody is trying to say about this young guy being a leader. It's coming. That's a part of being a great player that I know he's going to be. So that, that's all in the package. So everything yeah. that everybody is saying they want to see out of – you're going to see it.
6: Well, that's fine. Yeah. And, and I listen, honestly, I, I don't think it's a negative thing. I don't think anybody's calling up and saying Jalen is a bad teammate. He's not this. He's not that. But there's still areas you can improve upon. And and, yeah. and, and sometimes um, being connected to everyone is one of those areas that may help when you're in tough times. See, I think any everybody rides the, the train – when you're winning, everybody's good. You don't normally get finger pointing and complaining and leaks and all that stuff until you start losing, and that's what happened. Yep. Th- that, that, yep. I mean, that's what happened. They lost six out of seven, whatever it was, seven out of eight, whatever it was, down the stretch, and then you start hearing, oh, it was this, it was that. Yeah, they want to see a little bit more of this. They want Jalen. And these aren't these aren't just WIP guys. These oh, are the Mike no. the Mike the NFL Network. Like these are guys that are going on national shows. Insane! This stuff that's being reported. Ian Rappaport, like these are these are guys that are reporting this. So this isn't WIP making something
7: up. Let me, let me say this here before y'all let me go. Mm-hmm. Now, Jalen as a young player, right? Forget young player. The most important leadership and thing that he's done this year is he was able to bring us back from ten down in six games. Yep, and won those games. He was able. That's leadership because yeah. you you actually going into halftime coming out, getting the guys to believe that we can come back and win. Yeah. That don't just happen by a guy that ain't in the locker room talking.
6: But here's the thing, though, that OG. That happens
7: off of action.
6: Here's the thing, though, OG, and, and, and appreciate the call. All I think, I think asking what went wrong when they were losing those games and how everybody responded to it is a fair question. And those people in the building know best – how everyone was responding to that adversity during that time. Was anybody stepping up? Was everybody turtling up? Were people pointing fingers? Right, like, like, like. I think that's what Jeffrey Lurie sits back and and watches and 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 looks at it and says, okay. Because again, when when you're winning, it's easy. It's easy to just go along and get along when you're winning. Mm-hmm. It's when you're losing is when you start to see the true character of someone. And I'm not uh, putting any cast on anybody's character. I'm just saying that's what happens. And when you lose six out of seven games, people are going to wonder, well, how the hell couldn't you pull out of that?
4: But remember, the most important thing to do when they do lose six or seven and lose in the postseason is stay positive. That's what I was told on Two one five five nine two ninety four nine. yeah, yeah,
6: yeah. That's not gonna happen. Yeah, <laughs> you guys are haters. You
9: know, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Yeah,
6: we're not. Yeah, you lose six out of seven. I, you're not gonna get everybody staying positive about the team. <laughs> I, I, I listen. I was letting AJ cook, but I didn't want to bring that up when he said that. I'm like, listen, man. Hey, I lost a lot of games coming
4: down the stretch. It was a tough. Scene. Your ten and one completely yeah. collapsed.
6: It's hard. It's hard to stay
4: positive. Believe me. We had visions of Vegas. Yeah, we had visions of Vegas during that.
6: And you talked to somebody who tried
4: to stay positive during a four and twelve season. Exactly right. <laughs> it's a little bit tougher. It's a little bit tougher. two. Ninety-four-ninety four. Give us the best sports rant of all time for the Jelly Roll tickets. Does Jalen need to be more of a vocal leader next year? And <laughs> and Jason Kelsey gave another update on his retirement over the weekend. <laughs>
6: I think I changed my mind again.
4: And I think I did, too. Don't (laughs) miss what. I think he did, too. (laughs) Don't miss what Jason Kelsey said coming up next on the Afternoon Show on Sports Radio 94 WIP.
6: Hey, y'all know the new lead host of the Afternoon Show, right? Spike, he's a know-it-all, and he's been telling me repeatedly about his experience with the natural lawn of America. Now, natural lawn has been creating green lawns quickly, more naturally, and with fewer weeds since 1987. Their technicians work to determine the specific needs of your lawn, reducing the need for chemicals and creating a safer lawn for your family and your pets. Love that part of it. Take advantage of Natural Lawn's limited-time offer, free seeding every year. Those Eskins, man, they love their freebies. Call 800-FREE-SEED, Natural Lawn of America. Greener grass, fewer weeds, guaranteed.
4: Welcome back. It is the afternoon show, Sports Radio ninety four WIP. Jack Fritz alongside Ike Reese on this Monday afternoon. <sighs> uh, feels like every day, Jason Kelsey's on a different podcast. Uh, talking like he was on Shaq's big podcast. He does New Heights, and apparently he's on some podcast called Fly on the Wall, mm. which is a Never heard podcast. It. I think about the Big Brother TV show series. I don't know how he, okay. how he finds these podcasts. These are actors. I think so, yeah. They're yeah, actors? Yeah, he's known with actors, yeah. Okay, so that's right. I
6: think David Spade, right?
4: Oh. Yeah, David I think it's Spade's David Spade it. and somebody else. Okay, well, listen, if David Spade's on it, I'm a fan. And you head. Yeah. I haven't seen David Spade since Tommy Boy. Man. I know, but Tommy Boy was legendary.
6: Tommy Boy, Black Sheep. Did yeah. you ever see Black Sheep? No. Yeah, that's another Chris Farley, <laughs> David Spade movie.
4: Yeah. Um, so he's a guest on the podcast, and he gave another update on his retirement. Here's Jason Kelsey
13: what do you think are you going to be in the booth you're going to go on movies maybe or or are you going to go back and play for the eagles you have 10 seconds yeah
10: okay, here we go um we need a i don't know okay <laughs> yeah i don't yeah, know I think,
9: okay. um that's a good yeah, answer. that's
10: what i'm i'm trying to figure it out right now there's right now exploring different opportunities if i end up retiring uh still working out and staying in shape if i end up playing again
4: Still working out, still staying in, in, in playing shape. And, and Ike. If I play again. If I play again. And once again, I'm sitting here. Last week, I was like, he's done. <laughs> Super Bowl week, I was like, he's done. Mm-hmm. I don't think he has found the thing that he wants to do. And, and I think that's why he hasn't said anything. Like, I, think, I think if there was something that was really pulling at him, I think he'd probably be done. Mm-hmm. But I don't think there's anything that's like jumping out that he, that he feels like he can't wait a year on or will replace the love of playing football.
6: Yeah, I mean, the, the, the biggest thing he's going to struggle with is the fact that he can still play. <laughs> I mean, that's the, you know, a lot of, lot of us, we walk away from here and it's like, eh, yeah, no, not much left in the tank. Right. You go ahead and you walk away from the game with no problem. And you were the one,
4: were you the one that brought up Tiki? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like Tiki's the only one that really jumps out as like, was still, I mean, Tiki ran for what, 1,500 yards? Uh, yep. In his last I year. I think he had over
6: 2,000 yards total offense that year and like
4: 20 some touchdowns.
6: I think he was a first-team All-Pro uh, and walked away, but he had a TV job lined up mm-hmm. that I think was going to pay him $2 million a year, and back then, we're talking about that's 20 years ago.
4: That's a good amount of money. That's
6: a good amount of money because running backs, you know, he probably, I don't know what he was making then, but I think running backs were still getting money yeah. at that point, so he probably was making that amount of money. But he must have felt that he was closer to the end and didn't want to pass up on that opportunity to be on, what was it, the Today Show or CBS? Show. One, one of those, Show. yeah.
4: Well, and I mean, imagine, again, imagine you retire, top your game, and then they win the, win the Super Bowl the next the year. The next year. That's got to be the one of the worst feelings of all time.
6: Yeah. No, yeah, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure Tiki was sick off of that. And remember, he came out swinging, saying that Eli wasn't a great leader. Mm-hmm. So yeah. they, and the team sort of rallied against Tiki uh, because of that, mm-hmm. and, and rallied around um, Eli. Eli. And they went on to win. But uh to your point with with, with Jason, man, I I think I'm leaning probably 55-45, he's coming back. And, you know, he talked about, you know, possibly trying to line up something post career that he would have that interest in. Well, part of this is negotiating, you know. I don't know what he would make joining a network as an analyst, uh, as a studio analyst, or a pregame guy, or is he in the booth? Is he one of these in the booth guys? And unless you're joining the A team, you know, I don't know what the a B color analyst makes, or if you're not even with the B team, if you're with the C team, I, I don't know. Where where Jason was sort of fall in line. Well, and there's no really A team
4: spots opening up. Nope. I mean, like unless they move on from Herb Street on Amazon. that's a big risk to put We're, Jason just right in there.
6: And I would imagine Herb Street has a big contract.
4: I would think so. Yeah. Um like Romo, for as much as people are annoyed by Romo, mm-hmm. I don't I don't think CBS is moving off of him. Mm-hmm. Um he would have to start as like like Romo even started as on the B or C team. Yeah. And then they thought, Oh my gosh, he this guy's this guy's a savant. Only <laughs> only Brady he can retire, and then all of a sudden walk into
6: a thirty seven million dollar a year job
4: No, I think it, if someone offered him thirty seven million dollars, I, I think th-
6: he would go ahead and leave.
4: yeah, <laughs> sure.
6: I think we all <laughs> would advise him, yeah, go ahead and get that.
4: yeah. so um and he's listen, he gets to if he does come back mm-hmm. and, and I think if he I think he I am a now I think he's gonna come back, which is could change in the the next podcast it certainly could. On. yeah um, like he still has the, there's a huge draw of being in the NFL still, yes, new heights. Like, he can still do all of that, and if, if he feels confident that nothing is going to, like, leave in the next year, mm-hmm. like, leaving this job to be a, one of the guys on Get Up or or to be on Fox NFL Sunday and then right. join Cowherd or the shows throughout the week, like, is that really as appealing as, as getting to suit up and go out there and be an Eagle?
6: And is it as financially uh, lucrative?
4: Yeah, which it's not. Exactly. Unless so, the Eagles well, pay the minimum, which they Well, and mean. that's what I'm saying.
6: Think about it. From a football standpoint, he could possibly come back and make – anywhere from 10 to $14 million for one year. I don't think he's getting that to be a studio analyst or, you know, if he is, God bless him. But if somebody's offering him a half a million to a million dollars to do that, you know, just to, to be into that. And that's good money for being in that field. Like being in that field, that that's good money for those guys. But it ain't NFL money. It ain't starting all pro center money. Mm-hmm. And if – wouldn't surprise me if he's trying to gauge how much do the Eagles want him back? Do the
4: Eagles want him back? And you said that a couple of times. I guess, I guess my thing, I would just be shocked, frankly, if it was like, eh, don't, don't,
6: don't. Well, you show me by how much you're willing to pay
4: me, right? Um, <laughs>
6: yeah, they'll they'll take him back at a million, but yeah, if he wants fourteen million,
4: right? Um, but yeah, it it, it would it, it's all gonna be interesting, and, and it's gonna be one of the things that will be brought up tomorrow mm-hmm. with with. Howie and Nick both talking. You know, I think that I think it was around this time when Nick joked that he'd send him a keg mm-hmm. uh, to, to try to get him back. And it was at the combine last year where they took the him and Howie's taking shots. They took the shot together. So yep. this is this decision could come down really, maybe even this week.
6: Yeah, it certainly is is on the horizon because I would imagine the Eagles want to know before free agency. Correct. So that's that's a couple of weeks away. Um, yeah, I I'm telling you today. You know, I'm leaning more towards I think he's coming back to play. I do. I just doesn't sound like he's done playing. It sounds like he's weighing his options. Right. And if he's weighing his options, he's weighing what jobs are you offering me from a media standpoint versus is it just more beneficial for me to get one more year um, playing center, which I can certainly play at a high level.
4: And a part of me is still curious if if he is asking Howie and maybe even Lori, like what is what is the the direction of the team? Like, are you guys gonna move on from Hassan Reddick? Are you guys gonna take a step back roster wise with the idea of for twenty building for twenty twenty five rather than twenty twenty four? And if if he comes back and it feels like they're not all in on trying to be in the Super Bowl next year, I wonder if that also is is a part of the decision as well. Yeah.
6: And, and, and listen, he's close enough with Howie. They, they got um, a good, good working relationship. I think they would be honest with him. I, I, I don't see the Eagles sort of going through some rebuilding. This, you, you, dude, we got a window, man, and it's pedal to the metal. We just got thirty extra million dollars in cap space. Yeah, we're going to win. Yeah, we're going to win. We're gonna bring Hassan Reddick back, right? We're gonna bring Jason Kelsey back, no. Hassan Reddick back. We're gonna get, get rid of some guys on defense. Bring in new guys on the Go ahead and go get Lajarius Sneed. Oh man. Pay Lajarius Sneed to be our starting corner.
4: A lot on the table. Yeah. A lot on the table.
6: Sign uh what's the linebacker from Miami?
4: Uh Van Ginkle. Van Ginkle? No, Van Ginkle. Get used to him. Cannot do a <laughs> cannot do a Van Ginkle as my uh as my intimidating linebacker. Two one five, five ninety two, ninety four, ninety four. You might be able to get the according to Daniel Jeremiah. I mean, Trot might be in the third round.
6: Yeah. Uh, or don't stop me from drafting anybody.
4: No. No, I know. Yeah. We're talking about the improvements on defense. We've been on the idea of they need Trot in the second round. Yeah. Jeremiah's throwing out the idea it might even be a third-round pick, which is, you know, a little disappointing. Why? Well, because, you know, I like the push for – oh, like oh, the push for the, yeah, uh, the yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well <laughs> – <laughs> And the last linebacker they drafted in the third round didn't exactly pan out so far. Who? Nakobe. Oh, N'Kobe. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> N'Kobe five I was going to say,
6: they drafted his dad in the third round.
4: Oh, that'd be nice. Jeremiah
6: Trotter Sr. was a third-round pick. Okay.
4: Yeah. Well, that's good. See, that's good symmetry. That's good symmetry. <laughs> I just was wondering if we needed to push for a first-round pick and see if we could use the the, the big, bad WIP media influence. Well, if you
6: want the kid from Texas A&M. But actually, what I'm hearing is there may not be any off-the-ball linebackers that go in the first round. Right. See, he's an off-the-ball guy, meaning he's not a
4: pass rusher. No. No. Not like you know. Parsons. Whatever.
6: Yeah, exactly. You know, some of these guys, they they get the label as linebacker, but they really just get after the quarterback.
4: Like Hassan Redick. Yes. When they were dropping <laughs> in the coverage, like, well, you are a linebacker. Like, He's no, like, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, I'm, and when they want to keep salaries down, they say, no, well, you're actually a linebacker. <laughs> yes. 215 592 five, five, nine two, ninety four ninety four to get in. Jason Kelsey, do you think he retires? Uh, Jalen Hurts, do you need to be more vocal next year? And uh, the best sports rant to win the Jelly Roll tickets. Wade, but not that Wade. Chester is on the show. What's happening, Wade? Yo, what's up, y'all? What's up, man?
14: Yo, can we send Herb up to New York to bring Spike, man? Cause like, what's up, man? We gotta get this thing started. Like, I know <laughs> the summer gonna come in hot. Like, um, I was just calling to congratulate, man. You know, I, the growth of the show. So you feel me? I, I'm a day one, so I didn't see the growth, man. You know, the stars coming to call here. You know, Bryce and now AJ. They ain't gonna do Open the door for more players to call. Congratulations, Like, you know what I'm saying? You've been the a, a, a voice of the people. Now you can, you know what I'm you Can be the voice of the players to connect with the people. <laughs> and, and 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 Jack, you see the power of WIP man with this uh, with the social networking now. So you see how it's going down. Like it shoot off. So I'm, it's all in, man. And the Eagles, they ain't gonna do nothing. But two. like, I see, man. This this. Wait, wait, hold on. That interview, right? Yes. The one thing I'm asking about the interview is how the Eagles feel about him doing this. Like, do they know he did this? Like.
6: And well, they I, definitely like, know he did it. Yeah. Well, they know now for
14: sure. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Right. So, like, how they taking that? Because this ain't the usual procedure of how it go. I know y'all talked to the reps and set it up, and then that he just called in, and then you, well, you know what happened. He put him on yeah. Facetime and everything, had him waiting. So that was legit calling in. Just what's up? So, like, maybe they – I mean I don't think all of them are gonna get like that, but it's just you uh, know this 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 the hot waves. baby. they know where to come at. They know where to holler at. They come holler at Uncle Ike. I'll, come, I'll let your boy. Uh, yeah. Wait. You I, know what it is. I tell it's you where, what.
6: They, they 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 probably are relieved that this thing did not explode into something that that it makes the organization look bad it makes him look bad like if anything it was more about him versus us the media he didn't call out a teammate he didn't call out any coaches so i'm sure the eagles are probably like whew, that didn't that 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 could have been a lot worse than than it really
4: was so who do you think and, was more nervous who do you think was more nervous the Eagles during the A.J. interview or me during the A.J. interview?
14: <laughs> probably, um, probably the Eagles. Probably, probably. Man, like he called up to holler at about what Jack put out with that poll thing. And then what Spike said boosted it because he took it wrong thinking he was talking about him with the money and the cards. When he was really talking about his dad, that's why he came up Friday. But like, I eased it all out to cool it out and everything is good. Yep. So now if everything go right from this. Who says the Eagles don't care? Who call up? Ahead, call. And then, <laughs> then they talk about they said they don't want to listen to the, everybody. Know they listen to WIP. I worked here. Uh, John already said they said we not supposed to listen, but we listen anyway. So everybody, it's what it is. We the players listen. Like everybody wondering, like they human just like us, man. They hear people talking. They got feelings and all that. They just make more money than us.
9: Yeah, so, <laughs> that's a big one. Yeah, yeah that's, that's true. That's true.
14: <laughs> I'm gonna holler at y'all, man. Well, well
4: what's what's your best sports uh, fan, Wade? Um, Iverson practice. How
7: the hell can I make my teammates better by practicing?
4: I know. I'm surprised that wasn't the first one. Which is which is a which is the better rant? I know this is a tough one. The Kelsey speech or the Iverson? uh, Oh come on! I know.
6: Yeah, come on, man. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
9: Dude,
4: I don't know. Has the Kelsey has the Kelsey speech overtaken the Iverson press conference as the best rant?
6: Probably has because it's, it's more positive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but whereas... I don't
4: know, man. The Iverson is national, though. Yeah. Like, Iverson, yeah. people still bring up. Oh,
6: still, people still bring it up. Yeah. He probably is sick of
4: it. Oh, 100%.
6: We talking about practice.
4: Yeah, that, that's the one that, that's <laughs> never going to die. Yeah. Ever. I, I,
6: I still remember sitting there watching that, like, with my mouth dropped to the floor, like, wow. <laughs>
4: well, I think the funny. Funniest... This is awesome. Robbie, e, I think was was the uh, was the producer Producing of the show during the time. So he's like running down, he's running up, you know, trying to make sure that people are calling in saying mm-hmm. get this off the air. And he's like, absolutely not. Are you kidding? Are you kidding yeah. me? It was like
6: you were watching a train wreck, but you couldn't turn away from it.
4: No, not at all, not at all. Because yeah. you're still, obviously, you're still. playing. I'm still playing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, this was the spring. You were at home spring watching and summer. Yeah, like,
6: you know, because back then that's when uh, DNL was a big thing. I only I, it was I think it was called something else before Daily News Live.
4: Oh, I think it's Daily News Live, and then it ended and up Then like, it switched like to something Philly else. Sports. You're something. right. Yeah. You're right.
6: But back then, you know, I was used to watching Comcast at that time of day. Oh yeah, and so it, it, it got out there. It was going to be the Iverson press conference, and so yeah, I'm sitting there like, yeah,
4: you got to buy. I,
6: I wasn't, ex- dude. There was no way I was expecting that.
4: I don't. Think, I don't think anyone was.
6: Yeah, I, 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 that was.
4: Well, because he he left and came back, right? I mean, mm-hmm. That's that's why he was like delayed. And I mean, like, I, okay. who knows what he was doing? you you
6: talking about somebody that was always in the headlines?
4: Yeah, I know. Man, no matter what, man. <laughs> a different time. I,
6: that was a different time.
4: A different time. The Iverson press conference is a huge. <laughs> that's huge a huge answer. one there. Yeah. Uh, Gary's in Reading. What's happening, Gary? Hey, how you doing? What's up, Gary?
11: Hey Mike. Uh first off oh, I agree as a player, uh and now as a radio personality in Philadelphia. Uh Cincinnati got robbed again. So <laughs> I appreciate Thanks. it, brother. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for uh being one of us. Yep. Uh so I have a, a question and then a follow up to my question. Um what was do you think I mean obviously we're we we do not really know, but on I mean, your first take, what do you think? honestly was the biggest problem was it the the coaches, the the play calling and then that ultimately ended up uh you know creating some animosity along the sidelines and then you know mm-hmm. things just weren't you know the chemistry was off or you know what do you think? Honestly and,
6: and this may sound like a little bit of a cop out answer, I think it was a little bit of all of that, Gary. I really do. <laughs> I think once it started snowballing, other things got added to the equation, right? When they lost to San Francisco, I don't know, how big of an issue some of these things were. Um, and then they wind up – then they lose to the Cowboys on Monday night, I believe it was, mm-hmm. or Sunday night. Sunday night. and the, In an embarrassing fashion. And then they switched to coach. So now you have, okay, the offense – or we've lost two straight games. The offense hasn't looked good for basically two straight games. And now we're switching up on defense. So it's like a melting pot of things there that – I think they couldn't really get out of their own way. But if, if AJ said something else Friday, um, he talked about regardless of what the record was at that time 10 and 1, they weren't necessarily playing that way. And I think he kind of gave us a little bit of a hint at there were already issues
4: there. Like even when things were good, yeah, yeah, yeah. it even wasn't when th- all good. You, yes. Because I, yes. I mean, Kelsey said that during the season too when they were like 6 and 1. He was like, the locker room's kind yeah. of on edge. Yeah,
11: and... and, 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 what's uh, going all around... Sorry, I'm... No, you go ahead, Gary. Go ahead. Thanks. Sorry. Uh, But that kind of... I mean, it makes sense because, you know, if if things aren't going all around the board well, you know, everybody's not communicating. And that's what... I think that, to me, is what, you know, needs to improve with Jalen. I mean, at least least it looks like that. I don't know what goes on in practice. I don't know how good he is at, you know, you know, stuff in practice and stuff like that. But, you know, I just want to see him... You know, the, we talk about the greatest, like, you know, Peyton Manning. He's not obviously Peyton Manning, but my point is, uh, you know, you see him pointing at stuff, telling his receivers, yo, look at this read, you know, blah, blah, blah. This is what you do different. And you see it on the next drive. You know, you'll see like a big play, you'll notice something in coverage. That's what I want to see from him. You know, some, you know, just like the little mental IQ kind of things um, and, and communication with his players. And I think everybody could do that uh aj it doesn't matter uh just the whole group offensively collectively needs to mm-hmm. you know be more communicative uh i think and you know jalen will get there i mean i mean i agree with a couple of the other callers saying that you know he uh he's not going to be there yet you know he's what 24 uh the so i
4: uh, been 24 for four I years i know I'm yeah he's you. perpetually <laughs> 24 years old
11: He's young. We gotta give him time. Like he's gonna get there, but well, either not- you. But he's-
4: also at the same time, either you are that or you're not that. Like I, it's, yeah, but- it is changing. His, yeah. It would be changing his DNA a little bit.
11: Yeah, but we need everybody to do it. You know, not just Jalen. We need AJ to do the same thing. You know, mm-hmm. if he
9: gets,
11: you know, we need everybody to do it. It's not just Jalen. Uh, you know, we need that the rest of the offense to rally around him right now. You know, he's still a young guy. AJ is the guy. AJ is the old. Uh, he's the oldest on the offense, right? He's older than Goddard.
9: Oh, yeah, the
4: skill I, position guys.
11: On the
6: skill guys. Yeah, he's yeah, on right. actually actually not the
11: Offensive line. You're not going to depend right. on the offensive line, but you know, in terms of the offensive receivers and everything. AJ's the I guy. I think he's, he's only a year
4: older than Jalen, right? Yeah, he's like 25.
6: Yeah.
11: 25-26. Yeah. AJ
4: is still young. Yeah. Yeah, AJ is, is definitely still young. 215-592-9494 <laughs> is how you get in. Do you think Jalen Hurts needs to be more vocal next year? There's been a lot of stuff. Um, the, the Eagles seem to want to make him uh, more of a vocal guy on this team. AJ talked about that's not really his personality. I'm cool with Jalen Hurts. What is your opinion on that? Do you believe he needs to be more of a vocal leader? We'll get back to your phone calls on that. Also, for, uh, for Jelly Roll tickets, a pair of Jelly Roll tickets to go see him uh, in October, give us the best sports rant of all time. We have some big answers so far today. The Kelsey speech, Iverson Presser, Dennis Green, some big ones. We'll look for your answers coming up next. Plus, on the other side, the Sixers lose in, in Doc's return. Ah! I know. And I'm disappointed in one aspect of his return might involve some of the fans. And he gave some uh, some excuses, of course, for the game for his tenure. And another big thing from Pat Bev, he has some interesting comments about Joel and how he was handling his knee injury before the Denver game. Don't miss all of that. A lot of Sixers coming up next. It's the afternoon show on Sports Radio 94 WIP.
6: Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel in partnership with Valley Forge Casino, America's number one sports book. Because right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. Now that's $150 bucks if your bet wins. Bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same-game parlays, exclusive props, and more. I really like the FanDuel app. Just visit FanDuel.com Ike and shoot your shot. FanDuel Sportsbook is the official partner of 94WIP. FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA.
4: Jelly Roll, I will be uh, two stepping into this at the Wells Fargo Center the, <laughs> coming up on October second. Listen, he's hot, man. These tickets are going to fly off the uh, what are they called? No, uh, fly off uh, the, the shelves. Yeah, shelves. They don't only yeah. have shelves. In there. No, we don't. No. Yeah, they're going to fly <laughs> off the they're going to fly off the carts on the uh, <laughs> on the ticket websites. So listen, uh-huh. lucky for you, we're, we're giving away these all week. By the way. So, mm-hmm. morning show side topics have turned into afternoon show side topics. Um, and now we're starting to get the prizing to, to match the, the magnitude of this, uh, of this move. And the Jelly Roll, uh, you can win a pair of tickets to go see Jelly Roll in October. All you got to do is give us the best sports rant of all time. Some big answers already. But, Ike, yesterday, Doc Rivers came to town. He came, he saw, he conquered. And uh, he, uh, he, they kicked they kick the Sixers' ass. Now, it was close for a little bit in the, in the fourth. They made it mm. semi of the game. Mm. But pretty much they came in here and, and beat the Sixers. Now, what was highly, highly disappointing is what happened during intros. Take a listen for yourself. That's a weak boo that's a that's a weak boo that's a weak boo like I need I need booze raining down that was almost like a golf clap boo
6: I was more than a golf clap it boo. was
4: it was a, I was a, I'm not I'm not that mad boo frankly
6: yeah it wasn't a Ben Simmons level boo no but yeah yeah I mean I could
4: hear it you could hear the boo. Yeah, I heard nah, it. but I want to make national headlines with the boo. <laughs> that's not a headline grabber. That's not a headline. That's like him returning to, what, Milwaukee? or No, no Milwaukee's a bad example because they are the buck. Boston. Returning to Portland. Or the Clippers. Yeah, it's a Portland-level boo. <laughs> yeah, that's what that was.
6: Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, it's Sunday afternoon.
4: Well, here's <laughs> was
6: here. it. Was it a sellout crowd yesterday? I think uh, – probably not. Well, you know, we went Thursday night. It wasn't sold out. There was a they, lot they, it of – It might have been a sellout, thing. but everybody was – there were some seats available. That, that were available, and then we saw a lot of Knicks
4: fans in there. Too. There's a lot of Knicks fans. The boo is representative of the, I think, the current mindset of of us with mm-hmm. the Sixers, where it's like, hey, "Who cares?" Like, w- w- which kind of stinks because I think we had that feeling, mm-hmm. and it won't matter until Joel's back. But like watching them right now, like, yeah, it is. It's it's, it's pretty tough. brutal.
6: It's tough. Listen, that, that obviously with Doc coaching, you don't want to lose to that team. But that's a. That's a good basketball team. Um, they certainly, at this stage, are more talented than the Sixers are when we don't have our best player out there on the court. So losing to the uh, Bucks wasn't that surprising. You didn't expect to lose by 21 points, though. And, and I mean, hell, after – I didn't even see the first quarter. I just – I caught the score at halftime. I'm watching the Phillies game yesterday. By the way, Aaron Nola. Dylan uh, looked good. Um I'm watching more of that game, and I'm just looking at the score of the sixes on my on my phone, right. I'm like, oh, this thing got out of hand quick, quick, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and so, yeah, it takes theme out of us, you know I, I don't know what to say. We did get some good news, didn't we today, uh, or was it yesterday when Nick nurse said that he expects Joel back sort of late March
4: late March early April okay. and then playoffs start April sixteenth, mm, mm-hmm. so I will give him a, a nice two week kind of ramp up period and and it's just now they won on Friday against the Cavs, which was yeah, which is pretty without their star, without Donovan Mitchell. So yeah. what, that's what, where we're we're currently at. <laughs> but man, they are just they're just brutal. What, I mean, because all the guys get exposed. Like Buddy Heald is now completely reverted back into you know the Buddy Heald that we've seen from the, the beginning <laughs> of his career. We're not getting the driving off the ball or you know driving to the rim and stuff like that. Tobias Harris, I, I, I mean, eight points yesterday.
6: Yeah, it was tough to watch.
4: He might need to be benched, honestly. Just just have him come off the bench and have him do something else cuz it's it's just it's not great right now. But A bench for who? Just whoever. Like, <laughs> like I, I that's not. Gonna I can't work. have him. Like it's it's, <laughs> it's that's not going to work. It's it's the the ball not moving, the fumbling of the basketball. It, I I'm very ready for the Tobias experience to be over. Um but I thought the Boos were very disappointed yesterday. Now, Doc did talk, of mm. course, uh before the game. Uh, reflected on his tenure here as uh, as Sixers head coach, here's Doc Rivers before the game. One second. Doc, uh, you know, making the media rounds, of course, and uh, getting grilled by the local media. Here's Doc before the game. How do you think your,
0: your tenure here should be remembered? That's up to you. That's not up to me. I think uh, I was happy with it overall. I just wish we could have got further, gone further. I wish I could have had a chance to have Joel healthy in the playoffs. Uh, but, you know, when I took this job here, uh, I think we had got swept the year before in the first round. That that regular season, of the next year, we won the East, um, lost to Atlanta, which I would love to have that one back uh, as a group, um, you know. But overall, um, Joel became an MVP. Uh, we established this team as a championship contender. Um, that wasn't said the year before. so. Um, and under a lot of stuff. You know, you think about it, We had the James Harden trade, the Ben stuff. So, there's a lot of stuff going on. Uh, some was under my control. Some was out of my control. But overall, um, you know, for me, if you don't win a title, you know, you're never exactly happy. That's why we all do this. It's only going to be one of those a year. But, you know, I loved it here.
4: He loved it here. Like, don't, don't you feel the love? No, he didn't. He didn't love being – again, I don't even know if he lived here. He did during the season, thankfully. I think he was renting yeah. or, or maybe he was staying in a hotel. Right. The, the oh, yeah, it
6: wouldn't surprise me if he had a, a condo he rented out or whatever. He's
4: yeah. Not living hey. the, he wasn't living in South Jersey on no. the main line? No, The rewriting of the expectations before he was here is one of the funniest things he does. Yeah. Where he's like, ah, there's was, there was no expectation. I, I established us as a championship team. Like, they weren't coming off 50 win seasons yeah. before I, he got here.
6: Yeah, and, and, and that's why this is more or less about Doc trying to – Sort of rewrite history because he knows he's attached to this narrative, and he's been asked over and over about his failures in the playoffs, his his you know being blowing three uh, one series leads more than anyone else has, you know, and, and the only one that is really sort of justifiable is when he had the number one seed down three to one with that that Lando Magic team. I don't necessarily criticize him. For that, because they were an eight seed, they weren't a one seed. They mm-hmm. they were down. I mean, they were playing Detroit, who was the one seed. So, you know, that doesn't surprise me. And it's hard to close out a team on their home court, right? So once that home team wins game number five, now you got all the pressure going back to your uh, city as a true underdog. In Game Six, and you don't get it done, you know you're losing Game Seven when you go back to Detroit.
4: Well, like the like the just like the Sixers last year. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Um and, and man, like he was even deflecting on some of the stuff with that. You well, know. The, the
6: Atlanta one. At least he acknowledged that that's one that's on him.
4: So he did that, and he also said after the he, he handled the press conference bad after the game too, which was nice because that's yeah. when he was like, uh, I don't know if he's a championship level point yep. guard. Yeah. Um And they lied about that when he came on TV and said, "I you guys, you guys made that. You deal. made." That, uh, He's just, yeah, Doc, he's, man. He, yeah, I didn't say that.
9: Yeah,
6: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Doc, we heard you, man. <laughs> like, so and, and guess guess who else heard you? Ben.
4: I mean, that <laughs> didn't re, didn't yeah, respond they, to they, it very yeah, well. he,
6: that didn't make him happy.
4: Um but man, he just he, he no one's better at, at passing the buck. Um and he did the whole thing with the media with the media being like Raise your hands if you thought we were beating Boston ah, last year. I, I, yeah, and no one that. raised their hands. Yeah.
6: <laughs> it's
9: like Yeah.
6: Yeah, this isn't class participation uh trophies, Doc.
4: You had a three two lead. You had, a, you, had yes. a, you, you
6: That's had... the bottom line. And you had game six at home.
4: Yeah, and you had him. And yeah. you had him Jason Tatum was brutal. That's the other thing.
6: Yeah, he was terrible for three and a half quarters.
4: Yeah. If you could just close him out, <laughs> he, he, th- he, he threw Harden under the bus for not taking uh, get the ball to Joel Embiid. So, um, yeah, a lot of good stuff with Doc's return. And, again, can't lose to him in the postseason. Now, um, that's <laughs> well, all the- Guess what? We better not play him. Well, well, we better have Embiid healthy if we are because it's going to get ugly if not. So, this other thing I found really, really interesting. Um, Pat Bev, I guess Richard Jefferson came on their podcast. Um, and they were kind of discussing Embiid and what, like, his knee injury and the knee situation was before the Denver game and before John Kaminga obviously landed on it. I mean, it, sound, it sounds pretty dire what, what he was dealing with. Um, and here's Pat Bev. I told Joe don't play two
6: weeks before that because he I was hurt. you? Okay, I'm going to play San Antonio Spurs, bomb team, Charlotte, bomb team. You feel me? I know I gotta make sixty-five games. I gotta see how the i am I'ma make sixty-five games to get MVP. Also to get millions and millions and millions of right, dollars in incentives. Escalators
12: with the you know all NBA stuff.
6: I'm l- l- witnessing people spray numbing spray on this man knee during the game. Like biox <laughs> torque. I'm off. like, what the f is that? A f- I've never seen before. Just to get through the third quarter. People don't understand. He was giving f- 30 and 40 and three quarters.
4: So, what I, thought, I mean, a lot of curse words. A lot but, of curse words. Yeah, it was a lot. But what I thought was interesting, so I'm not sure if he was saying Embiid was telling him, I'm playing against the Spurs and I'm playing against the Hornets because they're bum teams. and I need No, that opinion. is what he's saying. If he is, though, I mean, that's – Yeah, that didn't
6: sound good for Embiid. That didn't sound good that's, for that's him. That's the way I heard. that. That's what I heard. Or maybe I heard it wrong, but it sounded like he was saying, no, Embiid is saying I'm going to play against the bum Spurs and this other bum team. And I'm trying to get to sixty five games, and that's what everybody was saying was worried about. yep, that's what everybody was saying that he was out there trying to play for the MVP. I thought he was past that stuff. so i I don't know, man. i I don't know. Almost, you almost what 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 is a team supposed to do when a player wants to play?
4: Tell him he can't play it's 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 tough. like like if he, if he wants to play, especially a guy like him. Who was one of the faces? He's gonna play. He's he's gonna play. <laughs> he's gonna play. Now he did. We was, was talking about how bad the knee was to where they were like numbing it during the game mm-hmm. and stuff. And, it, and b- a little bit f- before that, he was like his knee was hanging on by a thread in the Denver game. So a little drastic. A little drastic because he did play. Two days, three right? nights later, yeah, I believe. Yeah, oh, I think it was that that
6: Monday, right? Or well, Tuesday. no?
4: I remember, he sat in Portland, and they played because the game was on Saturday in Denver. Oh, he, it was a Saturday. I'm
6: thinking it was a Friday. He in Denver. sat in Portland
4: yes. Monday, and they played Wednesday against yep. against the uh, the Warriors. Warriors. Yep. Um, which again, another showcase kind of national game. TV. And apparently, the story was he's listening to the national media. I guess Richard Jefferson said Joel was mad at him because Richard Jefferson was saying this is he's what people, dunking. yeah, this is what people are saying about you. Um, so all of that. Forcing him to get out there, like Joe, he, he just has to, has to, to to put away the noise for a little bit, yeah, and, and do what's best for not only the Sixers but also the best for his body, and and maybe would wouldn't be in this situation now. Kaminga unfortunately landed on a, in an awkward spot late in the game, but uh, man, either way, I thought it was interesting stuff from Pat Beth.
6: Yeah, yeah, and like I gotta say, I you know that, I mean that that's where you're saying Joel Embiid still doesn't get. The big picture here, right? Like that's what I come away from it thinking. Like he still doesn't get the big picture here about winning a championship, and you being at your best late in the season, right? Like you, to me, you've won the MVP, right? You won the MVP, and I know you want to win, as many, but it, it's what you should care about is winning a championship,
4: cementing your legacy.
6: Yeah, like and playing in games against a rookie. Wimby and whomever else
4: and hanging seventy on him. Yeah, like
14: I. Yeah.
4: It just it just doesn't matter in the in the grand scheme. It just like. doesn't, man. Like the seventy was really I I I, I didn't it's take. Nice, away. and
6: but ten other people have done it already this year.
4: It's been, it's been a year of
6: scoring. <laughs> I, I mean, I know I'm exaggerating, but my goodness.
4: I guess it's not it's not your your dad seventy.
6: Yeah, so it's like it, it, Luca got seventy three. I like, like, other people have done it already this year. Didn't somebody else, didn't Donovan Mitchell score 70? That was last year. That last year,
9: okay. I mean,
4: Cat was at 60-something. Yeah, so he's when, another, but... Listen, when Cat's getting in the 60s, we got a problem. <laughs> I just I can't he – is, he is he is the worst. Yeah, he,
6: yeah, he's a player I do not ever want on my team, man. <laughs>
4: for, go go Eagles, though. He's, yeah, go Birds. Go Birds. He's an Eagles fan. <laughs> Twitter question sponsored by Mark's Jewelers. Looking for wedding bands or bridal party gifts? Shop Mark Jewelers extensive collection for the perfect gift online, mark com. But the, the comment about I'm going to go against the bum Spurs and the bum Hornets, like that's – Especially because yeah. especially all year he's been doing the whole, um, I don't care about the MVP anymore. I care about winning a championship. It's still there. It's yeah. still there.
6: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's coming from, and I'm a Joel guy. But so yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. Disappointing that that is true. Now, I got to take what Pat Bev says with a grain of
4: salt. A little dramatic. <laughs> and, 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 I, but yesterday was basically what, his finals? Did he want to come back here and beat the depleted Sixers He had team? three points yesterday. He did have three points yesterday. I wanted to go through, uh, before we go back to the phones, just try to count the amount of losing players I believe the Sixers currently have. Because it's <laughs> growing exponentially, Ike. Um, loser, losing player number one, Tobias Harris. Uh, Paul Reed. Campaign. Mo Bamba. <laughs> Kelly Oubre. And Buddy Heels on watch.
6: Now Buddy Heald's Buddy on Heald's watch. on
4: watch if he's a, a winning player or a losing player. I mean, 11 points yesterday. 413.
6: Hey. Bad day, man. They weren't ready to play at one o'clock.
4: Well listen, they didn't show up on Friday either.
6: Who did they play Friday?
4: Cleveland. Oh, you say he didn't
6: show yeah, up buddy. Yeah, He had thirteen points Friday. You're right. you right. Yeah, but Because right, because I had him for fifteen. Yeah, but he's slowing
4: down. <laughs> but he's slowing down. Came out hot, though. He started hot. I thought we had I thought we had Oklahoma. Uh <laughs> Oklahoma buddy. Turns out not. Yeah, against the Knicks. It oh, that's right, the points. Knicks.
6: Oh yeah, we were at that game. Yeah. He's, <laughs>
4: Not much impact coming from the uh, the Buddy Heald moment? So he's, he's currently on, is this guy a losing player watch for me? Switch up
6: so fast, yep, man. Yep,
4: that's what we do in this town. <laughs> We're going to run another star out of town, Buddy heel this time. Andy Sendeffer, what's happening, Andy? Yo, what's up, fellas?
7: How we doing? What up, Andy? Hey, Ike, man, you, you killed it on Friday. I, I was
12: on with you guys, but I didn't get a chance to hear AJ until once I got off, man. Mm-hmm. You killed it. Fritz? You sounded like you did a one and a two in your pants. But other than that, you you did pretty good, except for that
4: dumbass OC question. No, so hand up. It was a bad question. It didn't meet the moment. Um, but I I've been held accountable by everyone, including you. So it's it's all good. I I got the message.
7: I I I think when you do the interviews, in my opinion, I just think you just gotta come off more
4: confidently. Like Mm -hmm. your whole demeanor changed, your voice Mm changed. Like you know, I mean, just be you. Yeah, but you know, sometimes uh, me being me rubs people the wrong way, so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, was, I was trying to, to, to not I did be I not here. want him to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, was, I
7: mean, I mean, all right, well, maybe not be you, but don't sound scared. No, you know, know what I'm saying?
4: No, it was, listen, listen. <laughs> we, hey, hey. we either win or we learn. You know what I mean? No, Ike, no doubt. No, Ike did, no I, doubt. Ike did great. I had a learning experience. It's okay. All right,
12: but before I get to the AJ situation, you know, sometimes you got to be the bad guy. I, I'll be the bad guy right now, right? We got the combine next week. Right? So, you know.
4: Well, this week. It's we tomorrow. Have,
12: well, this week. I'm
7: sorry. So, we'll have all our scouts down there, coach, uh, GM, you know, all, all the brass of the organization down there. Can the center stop holding us hostage? And he knows if he's going to retire. or now, like, cut the crap, Jason. <laughs> like, we we may need to be scouting another guard down there or another center down there. Like, cut the crap. You don't know what you're doing. You know what you're doing. Okay? he get there. Because here's the thing with the, with the uh, outside of football stuff, his stock will never be as high as it is right now. Nobody's knocking down doors to hire a center as the media guy, right? But his, his, his stock's high right now. So if he's smart, he'd cash in. Because if Swift chops off Kelsey, you know, the Kelsey stock's going to be dropping big time. So I'm just saying. Come on.
6: Taylor Swift.
7: <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. Come on, Jason. Make a decision. Well, Stop holding this team hostage.
4: Last year when we did this, we ended up in an Amazon documentary. So <laughs> they were not to say, hey, you know, would you like a decision soon? Please make it, and we'll see what happens there, Andy. We'll see what
7: happens. And, and now let's get to AJ, right? Yes. I, I I love that interview. I, I love he got out in front of that thing, right? But you know what? Regardless of what he said, people are always going to have their narratives, right? Regardless of what he said. It's kind of like um, – when Mad Mike comes on these airwaves, you know what you're going to be getting. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yep. sometimes I don't think people really wanted to hear what he was saying. They just want to take their own narrative and run with it.
15: But, uh, well, yeah, that, cause that, know, that,
6: that, that's kind of like, well, give us your, uh, your whatchamacallit, um,
4: your best sports your, rant. Best, best so I, I finish, oh, you finish I want to hear what you're No, no, say. I was
6: just going to say, kind of like that is everybody or some people thinking that somehow AJ called up here and bullied all of us and bullied me and bullied Jack and, you know, it's, I, I listened back to the interview. That's not what I heard. But some people, that's what they heard, and they, they somehow took joy thinking that we cowered uh, to AJ. And my only thing is that I, I would say there is that I don't think Jack or myself wanted to be uh, the narrative coming out of that interview. It needed to be what AJ thought, where, where his feelings were at. That should have been what everybody was talking about, not what I said or – uh argued against or what jack argued against it was important that he got his message out and that's all that really mattered. the other stuff is is what it is
7: and, and and i thought you guys did a phenomenal job like I, you could tell initially he came out hot like yeah you know he he was like a boxer like he was trying to test y'all chin you know what I mean <laughs> he but was yeah well I would have just ran
4: away but yeah i agree
7: You kept hitting them with that jab, you know, I'm keeping them in check and bobbing and weaving. And and I I thought it was enjoyable. I thought, you know what I mean? All the the questions that needed to be answered, in my opinion, were answered. Like, you know, I don't know what more people want. Like, nobody's going to go. Like, everybody's got work relationships. And then you got relationships with people with your coworkers outside of work, right? Mm -hmm. Nobody wants you to break down, you know, every little intricate thing you're doing with your coworker once you leave work, like that's between y'all. Like that's that's your personal business. You know what I'm saying? Sure. I just want to be productive on the field. What they do outside of the field, you know, if they're cool, cool. If they're not,
4: whatever. I, I just want I just want a good product on the field. Right. Well, you know what, what I'm saying? What's your best sports rant? Oh
12: man, playoffs. Yeah.
4: Playoffs. Oh. You going Jim Moore? Gotta go, my guy Jim Moore. Yeah, that's, mm-hmm. that's a good one. You hey. kidding me? Playoffs. Um, the best. He probably was, hates that, too. He probably is a, is a little bit annoyed by it. Yes. But the best was, remember the old Coors Light commercials where they would have, yep. the, 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 it would be set up in the random interview question? Yep. So he was featured in that one, mm-hmm. Dennis Green, and there's probably one more. It had to been, obviously, I don't want to give away, one of the bigger answers. Yeah. Um, But those are the two ones that I remember featured the most. Those were dynamite commercials back yeah, then. Yeah, and, and
6: I <laughs> that, was a, that was was that 99 or 2000. I remember when that happened, man, and... <laughs> He's like, what do you mean? I'm hoping we can just win another game. And it's actually what got him fired, ultimately, because he really threw Peyton Manning under the bus. Like, the quarterback can't throw interceptions. Like, he really was like, well, we threw four interceptions. You set up the other team on their side of the field, and we gave up points, and... He really was going after Peyton, man. Back when
4: coaches could do that? (laughs) Back when coaches were, like, holding players accountable in the media? Could you imagine that happening today?
6: Yeah, man. No, I could not imagine that happening. The closest
4: is Patino. Like, Patino last week basically threw his St. John's players under the bus. It turned into, like, three days. It was the most college basketball I've been talked about until this weekend when the Duke player got to run over on a court storming.
6: Yeah, it's, and, and band storming the court. It's man.
4: every year we end up in the same yeah. spot. Yeah, Again, just just do away with it. You don't you don't storm the court when you win an NBA title or like in any other. It's, all, it's all Maybe this. they should. No, they shouldn't. That'd be a great idea. Could go out there. I mean, you
6: no, know, you know why they won't. They don't do it because the pro players wouldn't stand for that. They don't want the the fans storming the court. It is a players' league. So the, exactly. So with this, and I get it. It's it's a college tradition. I know. I, I, I get it. I, I get it. And this is the fun police. But if we're gonna have these incidents happening, then what? And what do you want me to do? You know, you
4: gotta keep the kids off the court, man. Enjoy enjoy the game from the stands. It just bothers me that, like. We can't even just have nice things like a, a simple like court storming where where these kids aren't being annoying and like getting in players like faces and, and stuff. See, that's the other
6: thing. I- I'm surprised more issues haven't arise from this because now, granted, in this situation, it's the home team,
9: mm-hmm.
6: right? And why is Wake Forest storming the court for a conference game? You're Wake Forest. Tim freaking Duncan went to the school, and so did Chris Paul.
4: Yeah, but who's, who's gone there since?
6: I think Wake Forest was a favorite in the game.
4: They were favorites in the game? Were
15: they? No, because Duke was top ten and Wake Forest wasn't even ranked. I don't think,
4: I don't think at least.
6: I thought I saw where they said they were two and a half points favorite.
4: So, it's an, I couldn't be wrong. Wrong time for the old court storm. I just you, – you you're not a little engine that could tend. Yeah, Wake Forest was, was two-and-a-half point favorites. Yeah, what are you talking about, friend? Yeah, come on, friend. I don't know.
15: I was just, I've, I've watched a little bit of it on TV. I- and oh. they won,
6: so Vegas was yeah. right. Nobody cares that Duke was, is whatever rank they were. Oh, well, so we should blame the fans then.
15: No, no, I'm just saying is that
6: obviously the, the Vegas line was right. Yeah. They they had Wake Forest favorite, and they weren't even
4: ranked. They covered. <laughs> Wake Forest covered. storming. <laughs> you don't storm the court on a cover. What are you talking about? God, we can't even have nice things anymore. We even take away court storming. Court storming looks like the best when you beat a, like a. But also, yes, it, it, we we've been take also the people have been a little too uh, liberal on the on the court stormings. Like beating a number ten team in the country is not warrant a court storming. You beat number three and up, I think that warrant, right. warrants a court storming.
6: A great team. Yeah, yeah. I don't even care that this Duke team was running. Who is the guy who got ran over is their best player? I don't even know who that is. Filipowski? You need to watch more. Like <laughs> he
4: sounds like a '90s Duke player. I
6: forgot you're a Duke fan. Yeah. Come on.
4: Was he a flopper? I'm sure he's a flopper. He's a Grayson Allen tripping people. Hey, well, I, the listen, overhead replay I, didn't look good.
6: Yeah, I was gonna say. I, I didn't want to throw that out there on the young man, but it did look like he stuck his foot out.
4: Yeah, optics are bad.
6: <laughs> That's all I'm saying. I don't know if it was intentional or what. Why indeed. are you a Duke fan?
4: Hey, I don't want to go. We got, we got to get to a break. 215 9494. Back to your phone calls on the other side. But we're going to take a trip down to Clearwater and talk to our guy, Ben Davis. Ben Yamin? He called the game yesterday. What has he seen from the boys so far? <laughs> Who's caught his eye? And I got to grill him about his Delco knowledge. We'll, 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 we'll get to Ben Davis coming up next on the afternoon show.
6: Hey, if you've been suffering in a cold, drafty home, call Universal Windows Direct. Ooh. Their super spacer technology and triple pane glass make the windows last up to five times longer than other window systems, and they have a true lifetime warranty. Call to schedule your free in-home estimate, and for every two windows you buy, you get the next two free. Tell them I sent you, and you'll get an extra $250 off your project. For the last windows you'll ever need, go to UniversalWindowsDirect.com
4: four o'clock here on the afternoon show sports radio 94 wip and yes even though it is ike it's approaching 60 degrees up here in uh in philadelphia it is it's got to be what 75 80 degrees down in clearwater either uh, way we'll be down there how a, would i know in about a week and a half well one guy that does know is our guy ben davis what's <laughs> happening ben good afternoon gentlemen ben yamin what's how up we brother? how are doing how we doing Doing well, man. We're, we're doing well. The boys, are we're back this weekend. Shed a little tear when I heard you guys come on TV yesterday. You know, I was like, wow, the, the boys are really back.
13: It and- was it was nice to get that one underway and, and get back to doing what we do. And, uh, I mean, it, the last couple of days just been spectacular down here. I just got in. I just walked four miles. Uh, and I just got back in. It's 70 degrees and not a cloud in the sky. It's beautiful. You walked four miles? Yeah, I did. I used to be able to run it. Now I can't run it. My Achilles is barking. So I get a to walking
6: <laughs> there's no way i'm walking four miles anywhere man
13: <laughs> well i'm walking along the, the water i got my headphones in my sunglasses on it's it was gorgeous out it's like it, it took no time oh, at all yeah, you're
4: listening right. to the show i'm sure during, <laughs> t- during during that four mile walk bet Ben, i'm just curious you know uh in, in watching the team from afar i'm curious your sense of, of how they're doing right now Feels like a little bit of a, a different vibe down at camp, like a confidence. Um, you know, I don't. It's not like they weren't more locked in in years past, but it just I get the sense that they they seem more locked in down at camp this year. Uh, is
13: that the sense you get? Uh, I would I would say so. Um, I've always been amazed at how professional they go about their business and uh, how well they get along with each other. But I think honestly. And I could be wrong, Jack, but I think some of these guys are still ticked off the way the season ended last year. Mm. And I think that's really kind of stuck in their crawl throughout the winter and throughout this you know first part of spring training here. Uh, they have that sense of professionalism. They're going about their business the right way. Uh, and really only for a couple of spots on the on the ball club because it's pretty much the same team as last year, but they are getting their stuff done and, and, and doing it uh, and handling their business. That's for sure.
6: That's what I was going to ask you about, Ben. There aren't very many open roster sponsor it certainly seems like a lot of the positions are already spoken for so what who, who should we be looking for that could possibly surprise us and potentially make the roster or at least be on that short list
13: well you know there's a couple guys um that are out of options so like i know connor Brogden's out of options um so if he makes it if he makes the ball club there's Now that's pretty much an that Kirk uh, Kirkery makes the ball club. That's pretty much all the spots in the bullpen right there. Mm. Um, I think their five starters are pretty much locked in. I think right now you're looking probably for, for a guy on the bench to play the outfield. Um, And that probably would be a right-handed bat. I think somebody like a Weston Wilson, I think really could maybe turn some heads. He started off hot as a firecracker down here. We saw what he did uh, in the Lehigh Valley setting, a record in home runs last year um, there. Uh, He's a guy that, Provides a lot of versatility for Rob Thompson. This guy can play all over. He can run really well, and I think they need that right-handed pop, that right-handed bat off the bench. And again, he's a guy that can play all over the place.
4: Well, one of the guys they added to the bench was Whit Merrifield. Uh, went went yard today up in uh, wherever the the Red Sox play. Had a hit in the first game. What do you think the Phillies are getting uh, from Whit Merrifield?
13: Well, I was on with the with the morning team um, halfway through the month of February, and they said, "What would you want? Are you JD Martinez, blah blah blah." Cody Bellinger, I said, I would love Whit Merrifield. I said, if if I had my, you know, if I had to pick, he would be my guy. A guy, Again, it's just a lot of versatility. We had a meeting with Dave Dombrowski and Rob Thompson last Friday, and we said to Rob Thompson, do you envision him playing a lot? He goes, he's going to get a lot of time because there's a lot of lefties in our division, uh, first and foremost, and he hits lefties really well. And um, he said, well, what does he bring? He goes, he's just a baseball player. The guy gets hits, he runs well he plays all over the place um it's something he's done his entire career he was a late bloomer but once he got to the big leagues with the royals um you know he really kind of set the bars to you know playing every day and being a, a professional ball player
16: yeah
6: yesterday ben aaron nola had his first outing you know he looked so good ben i gave the team two more wins already i'm already bumped my win total up to 95 <laughs> Just based off of Aaron Nola's two innings of work yesterday.
4: That's good, that's good. <laughs> yeah.
13: No, in, in, in all seriousness,
6: he, how did you like how uh, Aaron Nola looked in his first outing?
13: He looked awesome. I mean, I, I know they didn't bring over Soto and Judge and Stanton <laughs> and Lamit <laughs> you and all the rest of them, but, um, you know, they only had the one hit on the day. But I will say to a man, their fastball command, one, I, remember, I think seven guys pitched yesterday, whatever it was, the fastball command out of all these guys, was incredible, and it started with Aaron Nola. His two-seamer was legit. Uh, his changeup was good. His couple threw a couple. Of sli- uh, he calls him a cutter. I think it's more of a slider um, in the eighty-five to eighty-seven mile an hour range. The fastball had good life, good jump to it, uh, and he was able to throw that two-seamer to both sides of the plate, which is huge for him. He looked phenomenal, and uh, we interviewed him after he came out of the ball game, and you could tell how excited he was and how pumped he was about his start because it was a good one. It was a real good one.
4: Yeah, it feels like early in camp, like the fastball location from from the main guys has been really good. It seems like they emphasize that. And it seems like the hitters are doing a better job of not chasing. I know that's something they emphasize a lot in the offseason because it pretty much sank them in games, you know, four through seven. Is that something they really emphasizing is, is not chasing as a unit?
13: Without a doubt. And two in particular um, is, is Casianos and Schwarber. And Kyle said he wants to use the field a lot more. He said he was so predominantly uh, pull heavy last year when he put a ball in play it was mostly to the right size. He wants to use the whole field more. And Casiano said, listen, I chased way too much. I went out of the strike zone. It's something you, know, you can't eliminate chase, but you can cut back on it. And I think that's something that I think that if Casiano can do, he's going to be that much more effective, but um, we saw that when these guys are, are not hitting home runs, they have to find other ways to score, put balls in play. Rob Thompson said they're going to bunt more. Um, not all the time, but sometimes they're going to have to sacrifice bunt. They've been working on that an awful lot. Uh, and they're really, really stressing defense a lot more as well. So um, all these guys are kind of know their part, what they have to work on. But I think, yes, cutting back on chase and strikeouts. He just put a ball. Maybe the guy makes an error. Maybe he boots the ball. You don't know. Uh, but if he put it in play, something good could possibly happen. I think that's what these guys are starting to realize.
6: What type of offensive player do you think Johan can develop into this year? I know he's, he's done, a, done an awful lot of work this offseason trying to improve uh, as a hitter. We know he can play center field out there, gold glove uh, center field. But he really can be a true difference maker if you know he can, he, can, he can take those limited bats he had last year during the regular season, and that translates to an everyday player. What, what, what do you think about Johan uh, Rojas?
13: Well, he did get exposed a little bit last year in the playoffs. I mean, we, mm-hmm. we know that. He'll be the first one to tell you. Uh, they they told him that, listen, if you hit a home run, that's a mistake. We don't want you hitting the ball out of the ballpark. We want you to hit the ball on the ground. Uh, use your legs. You, you can't teach height. You can't teach speed. And, you know, Johan Rojas is about as fast as anybody. I really believe he could get 10 to 12 hits a year just by laying a bunt down. And even if he doesn't get a hit, again, you're putting pressure on the defense. Maybe the guy rushes his throw. Throws a uh, ball down the line, and he ends up on second base. All these things can kind of really factor into the outcome of a ball, of a ball game. And for Johan Rajas, we know what he can do defensively. If we can get him to the point where he can you know, be more consistent offensively, put balls in play, just hit the ball on the ground, use those wheels, I think you're going to see a, a better product. Um, it's, I don't think it's for certain that he is going to make the team. Uh, I think the odds are in his favor that he would. But we'll see what happens um, and see what kind of spring he has.
4: Well, I mean, Christian Pache went yard yesterday. Had, had another hit. <laughs> watch. He's, he's 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 forgotten about it a little bit, Ben. He was playing really well. I mean, the big home run down in Miami for the All Star game last year. I mean, he was also an unbelievable defensive player and a former top ten prospect. And it was, it was good to see him get on the board yesterday because I think he's a bit forgotten about.
13: Yeah, in his first at bat, he hit a rocket past the third baseman for an RBI single. Um, he can run. He's a guy that, obviously, like you said, plays great defense um, and could be a guy off the bench as well for these Phillies. Um, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I, think, I believe he's out of options as yes. well. Yep. So, so we'll see what happens with him and what they choose to do with him. But he definitely can be an asset for the Phils moving forward.
4: Ben, we're about 31 days from opening day. Uh, in your estimation, who is your leadoff hitter? And if it is Kyle Schwarber, <laughs> are you batting JT or Boom in the cleanup spot? <sighs> uh,
13: I, I would love to see Justin Turner, I'm uh, Justin Turner, Trey Turner be the leadoff hitter. Um, I just think, uh, you know, I'm, I like the old school. Uh, you know, he's a guy that doesn't walk a whole lot, so that would maybe deter me a little bit. Um, but Bryson Stott doesn't walk a lot. I think he would be the, your, your other alternative. Um, it has worked with Kyle Schworben in the leadoff for over the last couple of years. We know that. But I just think if you have Turner at the top, um, you know, and then you go Stott number two or then Harper in the three-hole, um, they have some options there. But they said that Bryce is going to hit third, which I think is great. Too many times last year, he did not come up in the first inning because he was in the four-hole. Uh, he's a guy that has to hit in the first inning, and we're going to see that this year. Uh, but, th- again, there's some versatility there. I personally would put Boehm behind Harper because of his RBI production last year, his two out knocks last year with, with RBIs. Uh, he was phenomenal in that role, and, and I think he's only going to get better as as, as you know as he matures uh, from an offensive standpoint. But I would go Boehm backing up uh, Bryce Harper to start. Hmm.
4: Uh, one guy I was curious about, and only a couple more here, for for Ben Davis of NBC, NBC Sports Philadelphia. Uh, he popped yesterday. It was good to see because he dropped a little bit prospect status last, uh, last year. What did you see from Mick Abel?
13: He looked great. Again, a guy that was throwing strikes. It was free and easy. Uh, he had really good movement uh, on the fastball, and his breaking pitches were really good. There's a guy that, that they still have a lot of confidence in. Uh, Rob Thompson told us in that meeting that – the only thing they want to see out of, out of Mick Abel is for him to be comfortable, to look comfortable. They have him going around with a couple different pitchers each and every day, whether that be Zach Wheeler one day or Aaron Nola, just to kind of pick their brains, the, the, the veteran guys, just to see how they go about their business and how they get ready to pitch every fifth day. So they, he still is a big part of their plans, and something were to happen this year, they said we'd be more than willing to bring up Mick Abel because we see the stuff. It's just a matter of him being a little bit more consistent in the strike zone and not giving up that big inning.
4: Ben, great stuff. Uh, Last one from me. This morning you texted me that you wanted to move back to Delco, and you said Chad's Ford. Does Chad's Ford count as real Delco?
13: (laughs) On a technicality, yes. (laughs) On a technicality. This is is the God's honest truth. If I'm lying, I'm dying. I was coming home with my wife and my buddy Justin in the truck a couple years ago, right? And we're coming through. We're on Hayburn Road, and there's this guy standing on a horse in the middle of the road. And I pull up to him, and I put my window down. And he goes, pardon me, sir. Have you seen any hounds? And I said, do I? He said, have you seen any hounds? I said, no, man. I ain't seen no dogs around here. He said, good day, sir.
9: That's <laughs> terrifying. That's the kind
13: of stuff we got to battle in Delaware County. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Uh, my kids always say, "Dad, we're growing up Delco. I said, on a technicality. That's like John Brazier always says that he grew up in Delco. I said, dude, you grew up in Wayne. <laughs> I mean, the worst thing that happens in Wayne is you know, Range Rover gets a gets a flat tire. I mean, come
4: on. Yeah, that's not my Delco. That's not that's, that's not our Delco. Ben, exactly. And ben, appreciate the time and. Hi, uh, right, brother. We'll,
6: we'll see you in a couple weeks, man.
4: Yeah, that'd be
13: great. All right, thanks so much for having me on, guys. I appreciate it. All right, All right there he goes, Ben Davis.
4: Ben Yamin. Yeah, a <laughs> little d- different Delco accent, and uh, ch- Range Rover forward. gets a flat. I know. I know. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. But yeah, they. You know, Thompson was talking yesterday about how like they're they're working on like the little fringe stuff that I think mm-hmm. helps win ball games. Talking about bunting. Oh, oh, no, man. I know. I, when he said that, when he said about <laughs> bunting, I, I envisioned. Every <laughs> baseball fan over 65 out there. Listening. Told you. Oh, take that. Yeah, play the game the where it's supposed to be played. Put the ball in play. Get the bunt down. Move runners. It's it's all important stuff.
6: It is, man. It is.
4: I'm not saying it's not. I always say, like, you know, home runs are, are great in the regular season. Right. But it, when it gets in the postseason, it gets down a winning ball. You know who pool. else says that? What? Howard. Yeah, no, no. I know. I know. He's probably giddy. He's really, Ben Davis. Uh, yeah, and ben agrees with him. No, I know. So do well, I. I um, baseball, baseball people. No, I know. Yeah, you get the bunts down. Who's bunting? <laughs> Johan Rojas is going to bunt every time?
6: got <laughs> oh. 30 hits on bunts this year.
4: Listen, as long as Kyle Schwarber's not bunting. Anymore. Yeah, as long as he's not. Didn't he try to bunt once? Game six of the World <laughs> Series. They're, they're, yeah, yeah. he did. 100%. It was It was one of the most disgusting acts I've seen on a baseball field. We were trying to win a World Series. This guy's laying down a bunt down 3-1 in the 8th. Are you kidding? By the way, speaking of that, because I was watching uh, old Phillies playoff oh, highlights man. Yes. Over, over the weekend. <laughs> Why? Because I just, and I I, dude, I, I I kid you not, Yes, I well up at every, at every one of them, even last year. Oh, I believe you. Even last year. I believe you. For such a like a heartbreaking moment, mm-hmm. I feel like we never talk about the Jordan Alvarez home run off of, off of Alvarado. Man. Because we always bring up Rondé. We yeah. bring up uh, Joe Carter. Right. We bring up Game Five and Eleven. We we know the heartbreaking moments. Yeah. It feels like that never gets brought never up. Gets, never gets there. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. You know what? They were up, one nothing in like the seventh, eighth inning of, of Game Six of the World Series. Man.
6: And I thought we were gonna win that
4: game too that night. Oh, dude, Wheeler was disgusting. Yeah. Oh, what a great year that was. Dude, it was. Man. It was, or yeah. a great playoff run. And even say. and even last year, like the playoff run was unbelievable. Like uh, when they're up two nothing against the Diamondbacks, you couldn't have told me anything. Like like them collapsing after that, it, it's you did sh- not see that coming. Because everything was unbelievable. Yeah, they beat the Braves again. They had the stare down. They didn't lost a home game yet. Yeah,
6: I think we got too
4: relaxed. Hundred percent. Yeah, I know 100%. we did as fans. Game six was. I remember. I remember doing pregame and seeing the fans, and I was like, I think people just expect them to come, like go win a game tonight.
6: Yeah, I, it was it was the pre-celebration as far as I was concerned. I
4: know. Yeah. I know. And we I We were doing a
6: show from down
4: there. I know. And I thought the buzz um I kind of thought the buzz heading into the year was going to be a little bit slow, like be mm-hmm. a little subdued. Yeah. There's 10,000 yesterday for the I oh, was crazy. The Great for League home. Nice open. Sunday. Yeah.
6: Nice Sunday uh, afternoon, man.
4: Yeah. People are revved up for Phil's baseball, which makes me And excited. they should be. It's a good team. Good team. 95 wins. They don't Man, if everything clicks, <laughs> they don't really have a flaw. Like the like the the the, the flaw could be maybe they don't have a the, a closer. They go more mm-hmm. by committee. They short up a lot of the bench mm-hmm. with the Whitmer. See how your
6: face lights up when you when you're talking about the Phillies. You see
4: this? Yeah, Franny, I'm watching. He's it. blushing. Yeah, he's yeah he. You're saying you don't get this with the Eagles. You're saying it's a little different when we're talking
6: about the football team. He wanted us to lose the first game of the season. And
4: and I think that would have been a good thing. It would have got everyone relocked back in. What about the Brazil game? No, they gotta win. They gotta win the Brazil <laughs> game. If they start slow, it's it might as well just pack in the season. They're whacking off. Uh, oh, jeez, oh, what are we doing? Was <laughs> ten? Yeah. Was ten and one the worst thing that happened to last year's Eagles team? <laughs> yeah, hopefully, they're it's not. Good question, to
6: though. <laughs> I was gonna say they would be whack. <laughs> Just forget about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like I Nick actually... Sirianni's gonna get whacked or That's what I was trying to say. Oh, okay, not, not whacking. Off.
4: Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Swallow it, you know, and eat it. Oh, God. that's right. That's right. This show's out of control. 9494 five nine two ninety four ninety four. Let's get uh, Jerry the truck horn driver in before we get a break. Here, what's happening, Jerry?
9: <laughs> all right, all right. What's up, fellas?
6: Hello, oh, Jerry. Is that a real horn, or what, did you make that with your mouth?
2: Hopefully, another month I'll be back on the road getting that real horn going, fellas. Okay. That that's what I'm hoping. So, okay, uh, I'm this close, you know. So, I'm a man. I'm 40. Oh,
4: uh, that's a great one. I'm a man. Right? I'm 40.
2: So, that's my rant. Yep. Okay. What's his name? Gundy, right? Mike Gundy. Mike, Mike Gundy. Mike,
4: yeah. Mike Gundy, yes. Yeah.
2: So, okay. So, on the eight, real, real quick on the AJ thing, and I want to talk about the Phillies real quick. The the, the the AJ thing is he came on, you know, he did what he had to do. He's just trying to clear the air with all the with everybody and everything that's been going on with you know. Obviously we start out ten to one and then you lose the rest of the game, and there's a lot of stuff that's gonna happen. And that's basically what happened as you said earlier, Ike. Mm-hmm. That when you're winning, winning cures a lot of things, right? Yep. It cures a lot of things. Yep. But when you're losing Things start happening. People start talking. Everybody wants to do this, that, and the other thing. Blame this guy, blame that guy. So, um, you know, I was, I was, I. Was, it was nice to listen to it. It was really good, and you guys did real well with it. I'll just say, I don't know what I don't care what anybody else says, Jack. What you did, and like uh, you guys handled it really well because he was kind of interviewing you folks for some reason. <laughs> he he <was>. turned <laughs> the right around. Yeah, yeah, he real quick. It on Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he did. But uh, so my I, Phillies. Shout out to my man Ben. I love Ben. I watched, listened to him yesterday, watched the game.
9: Yep. And
2: uh and as you said, Jack, it, it might have bumped up bumped up my uh win percentage with the way Nola pitched. So man. but it was, yep, was it
9: amazing. was
2: nice to see the Phillies on TV and then playing real well and uh down in that nice Florida weather,
4: you know. Yeah, listen, I I appreciate the phone call, Jerry. The uh the boys are back. There's something about the first couple of spring training games where I mean everyone just overreacts. Oh yeah.
6: Are you kidding the me? Back. We're on our way to the World Series, man.
4: Yeah, and it's not, it's nice because, you know, you're, you're a little sport, football, and no, no, none of the stars play in the preseason. That's true.
6: That's a good point.
9: Like it, it,
6: it gives us a nice glimpse. Into I don't even know what preseason basketball looks like.
4: That was the one time. the Ben hit one of his uh, famous threes in, oh, in, one, yeah. in one of the preseason I mean, basketball I don't think games. I've
6: ever watched a preseason basketball
4: game. It's pretty – well, actually, I watched one, and it was because Embiid played. It was yeah. when B was still coming. It oh, was like when oh, first coming back. Yeah, they weren't going to air it, and then the, <laughs> and they made an emergency decision to air it. Of course, you have to. It, it, was, it was Joel and B, but yeah, it was great seeing the uh, the fills back. And yeah, they just I'm gonna like this Merrifield guy. Yeah, yeah, hey, I think it, so. Which uh, do you like when people say? Guy's just a baseball player. Just a ball player, man. <laughs> just a ball player, man. But people have that in every sport. Like you, oh, I love it. You know the guys. Like, yeah, yeah. He's he's just just a guy's ball just ball a ball player, man. <laughs> yeah, it's probably the highest praise you can get in in sports.
6: I th- I believe it is. It's a compliment. It's like yeah, it's a, I can't really describe exactly what it's. Guy's just a ball player, man. He's you know, it, just, when you know it when you see it. it. Yeah, it's, that usually follows that. Yeah, you know it when you see it.
4: Well, and, well, no, it usually follows this. No analytics can tell you. <laughs> you know, guy's just a guy's just a ball player's ball player. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four is how you get in. If you want to mix in some fills, we'd love to talk some Phil's as always. But uh two bits of Eagles news. The Eagles want to pay Reddick how much? And was there a crisp cryptic Instagram post this weekend about a guy that could be an Eagle this offseason? Don't miss that. We'll get back to your phone calls. I gotta
6: get into Cam too at some point. Yeah,
4: yeah, he had an interesting weekend. <laughs> I as mean, well. well my man Cam can't catch a break, man. man he's getting bullied by, by kids at his own camp, <laughs> you know, like, oh, God. Why, why do people pick on Cam Newton? I, 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 it's the hats, I think. People he feel, held his ground, though. People feel, feel very hell, old. he did more than hold his ground. He threw, threw a guy off a stage. <laughs> <laughs> threw a guy right off the stage. Uh, for a pair of tickets to go see Jelly Roll uh, on October 2nd, give us the best sports rate on this anniversary of Pete Weber. And does Jalen Hurts need to be more vocal? Lot to get to on the afternoon show on Sports Radio 94 WIPA.
6: Hey, get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel in partnership with Valley Forge Casino, America's number one sportsbook. Because right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. Now, that's $150 bucks if your first bet wins. Bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets. How about live same-game parlays, exclusive props, and more? Man, I really do like the FanDuel app. Just visit FanDuel.com slash Ike and shoot your shot. FanDuel Sportsbook is the official partner of 94WIP. FanDuel, official Sportsbook partner of the NBA.
4: Welcome back. It is the afternoon show. Sports Radio 94WIP. Jack Fritz alongside Ike Reese. On this Monday afternoon, coming up at 5 o'clock, the much-anticipated Francisco Rojas Top 5 at 5. You're here on a Monday, which is interesting. You get three this week. Look at that. Look at that. Oh, my Atlanta. Oh, man. It's what the
15: the audience wants.
4: Uh, Just what the the audience wants and needs (laughs) is the uh, the Francisco Rojas Top 5 at 5. So that's coming up in about a half hour. We'll go back to the phones here in one second. But some interesting things uh, free agency-wise for the Eagles over the weekend. Legereus Sneed tweeted out or Instagrammed out a photo. Oh, of, boy, I loved it. Oh my god, he, he running on the field with the with the eagle, or his, mm-hmm. his arm spread out like he was flying like a bird. Obviously, that means he's going to be an eagle uh, once free <laughs> agency opens. So I look I look forward to Legereus Sneed being a bird.
6: That and a lot of money.
4: That and a lot of money. Plus, it was liked by Devontae Smith. Oh, he saw the eagle, too. Want that pointed out? Has <laughs> to be pointed out. Now, on the contrary, Ike, mm-hmm. now I don't want to bring everyone's mood down, <laughs> but he, I believe he's an Auburn Tiger. So it might be a war eagle kind of thing. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, no, but it, but it the- don't matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
6: it does not matter. Yeah, he he may not even know he's speaking it into existence.
4: We oh, did put out. Listen, there's the eagle emoji. He knows what he's doing. It's out there, yeah. Like he,
6: he, he's a free agent. He doesn't know where he's going to land.
4: Listen, this isn't as bad as remember, um, Yannick Ngakwe. Yeah, he was thirsty when he was tweeting out photos. Yes, Trent
6: Cole, and he was trying to get the Eagles to trade for him. Bad,
4: badly,
9: badly. And we took
6: the bait as a fan base. We oh, was man. like, oh yeah, he. Well, he definitely wanted to be. He wanted to be out of Jacksonville is what he wanted.
4: He yeah. did. He did. He was willing I, to go. That's ultimately anywhere. what he wanted. Um. So this is what happens in free agency, especially in this day and age, drumming mm-hmm. up interest. But uh, oh, I love it. I think Le'Veon Snead was throwing out a little bit of a, you know, a little bit of a lifeline. Not a lifeline. That's a bit of. Extreme. Hey, no.
6: Listen. He 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 may have for sure. And these these teams, they just got this new money, and everybody's salary cap went up. Now, it doesn't mean everybody has the same amount to spend, but everybody got the same extra thirty million that the Eagles got. So, you know. Um, I saw that Joe Banner had tweeted this out, and I completely agree with him. But he basically was saying, "Yeah, a contracts that were done last year going to look even more like a bargain now mm-hmm. because the salary cap is up." I wonder that also means if the salary cap goes up, that means the cap hits are smaller now, right?
4: That's a question for Elliot. I'm not sure. Yeah.
6: So I was just wondering, like, yeah, I wonder how that works as far as if somebody was, I guess, was going to have a uh, 14 million-dollar cap hit or a certain percentage of the cap, that has to go down now.
4: Well, I think if it's it's percentage of the cap, wouldn't that just stay the same? Well, no, because the cap raises. Right. So it's not like the – I think whatever the contract was signed, it probably stays the same, I would think, right? Well, I I would say this. 14% uh,
6: of a $230 million salary cap is not the same as – 14% Fourteen percent of the two hundred and sixty million dollar contract. I, I mean, would say the cap. cap. It, I
4: would say the cap it goes down a little bit, right? right. Even if it's just a little bit. Well, it affects Jalen. I mean, like Jalen's cap it next year is only thirteen million.
6: All I'm saying, is, well, what I'm getting at in a nutshell, because I don't know anything about the salary cap, <laughs> is that it seems like the Eagle has to have more money to spend, and you give Howie more money to work with, he's going to figure out a way to not only bring in a top free agent, but also keep key guys happy like a Hassan Reddick.
4: Which we, uh, we'll get to now. Uh, Hassan Reddick, apparently his uh, his camp is asking for $25 million a year. According to uh, Victor Williams at the Liberty Line, the uh, The Eagles are more at the $22 million uh, price tag range. It feels like something that the, they'll be able to find, they should be able to find some middle ground mm-hmm. unless unless uh, Hassan Reddick is just really locked in on getting $25 million a year. But it, it seems like there's an obvious middle ground here. to where they should be able to make this work. Twenty-two million for Son Reddick is is is, is perfectly fine. Um, but if, if he's stuck on twenty-five, like there's no reason why this shouldn't happen. You know, going mm-hmm. from fifteen million dollars a year to twenty-two is a pretty big pay increase for a thirty-plus year old pass rusher. Um, you know, and I, I just they'll find a way to get this done. I, I don't think a Son Reddick will be elsewhere.
6: Yeah. I, I don't see why unless, again, you know, just to parrot what you just said, unless he's just stuck on the $25 million a year number and won't budge off of it.
4: And he would have to get that elsewhere, too. Right. You know, like, again, for a trade to happen, they have to be willing to pay you the $25 million that that he wants a year, mm-hmm. and the Eagles have to get fair compensation. So, like, it's – That's a lot to give up. Seems like a lot that would have to go for, for Hassan Reddick to not be here.
6: Yeah. And, listen, it always made sense to me for the Eagles to figure out a way to work this out with Hassan Reddick. And Hassan Reddick wanting to be here says that maybe he doesn't need to have top market value, but as long as he's getting up to where he can feel appreciated. Right. And the Eagles giving him a two- to three-year extension where if he's making around $21, $22 million a year at 31, 32, 33 years old, that's a good deal.
4: You can only give out one extension this offseason. Hassan Reddick or Bryce Harper? Who's, 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 who's <laughs> Hassan Reddick. Who's getting an extension? <laughs> yeah. um, but either way, if, it, if it's $22 million the Eagles are coming in at, and Hassan Reddick at 25 it seems like there is a natural middle ground here mm-hmm. um, if he still wants to be here. And I do think he wants to be here. Never requested a trade, but the Eagles went and let him go explore explo- the market, especially with the cap going up. Like This should make it even even easier.
6: Yeah, and I'm looking at uh, Legerious Sneed's uh, potential market value. I went to spot track. Yeah. Uh, he's looking at something around a four-year, $65 million deal. Yeah. 27 years old. Right.
4: Uh, you obviously would have to move on from Bradbury in that case. You have Slay and, and Sneed as your one-two. And, I, like, I just don't trust this team when it comes to drafting cornerbacks. Like, I would much rather they either trade for a guy or, or sign a guy. Yep. Because when- –
6: that's where our best corners have come from.
4: Yeah, I mean, literally going back to Asante. You know? yeah. I mean, now they had some whiffs in there, some, some, <laughs> yes, some big we, old whiffs. Yes, yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah, some Kerry
6: Williams and some
4: um, Byron Maxwells. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Nnamdi, yeah. but yeah. I would I would explore the trade market first, though, before I'm like, bring me Snead. Mm-hmm. I need to make sure Sertain's not getting moved. I need to Oh, make sure. I need to make sure that Jair Alexander's not getting well, moved. that's the
6: great thing about the combine. That's essentially what this is. You need get these coaches, GMs. You give these guys an opportunity to really have illegal meetings.
4: Oh, yeah. yeah it's an information gathering. <laughs> yes. I mean, yeah. that's,
6: that's that's really what it allowed those guys to be able to do, and it's been going on for years. So, a lot of frameworks of deals get done or at least put in place during this week, and then you try to go execute it, or you certainly look to try to execute it um, during the off season. So, yeah, I this is a good week. It's a good week where Howie can do his information gathering.
4: Yeah. Well, and it was after the Combine a couple years ago where it came out that we were getting Quez Watkins as their mm-hmm. number two. So, you know, things, things do change a little bit. Uh, a reminder, tomorrow Howie and Nick both talk. So, 1.30 and one forty-five, obviously leading right into the show. So um, that'll, that'll be interesting to hear. Yeah. Well, and because, I mean, Nick's not going to have Howie next to him. So he's going to be – the spotlight's going to be right on, you know, where Uh, Howie can't say, like, hey, can I get some questions? (laughs) That that will not be happening tomorrow. Um, But either way, I can't wait to hear what they have to say, um, you know, going forward. 215-592-9494 is how you get in. Speaking of the combine, Mm -hmm. speaking of the combine, uh, Caleb Williams not throwing for teams, which is what these guys – Yeah, not surprising. (laughs) Not surprising. And did you see the video yesterday of Drake May throwing it 83 yards and and hitting a crossbar? Do you think that was doctored? Uh yes. I think it was doctored too. Yeah. I mean 83 yards. That's in, a pretty long way to go. It looked looked a little CGI was was going on involved.
6: Yeah. <laughs> going on there. Wouldn't do him any good if it was doctored though. I mean, he's gonna have to get out there and throw the ball at the pro day in the combine. Yeah. Is he he's throwing this
4: week? I think so.
6: Yeah, I'm not surprised that, that
4: Caleb Williams is not throwing. No. No. Nothing really Game. Nothing really gained. Uh we'll go back to the phones here in one second, but first here is
6: Hey, if you've been suffering in a cold, drafty home, call Universal Windows Direct. Their super spacer technology and triple-pane glass make the windows last up to five times longer than other window systems, and they have a true lifetime warranty. Call to schedule your free in-home estimate, and for every two windows you buy, you get the next two free. Tell them Mike sent you and get an extra $250 off your project for the, for the last windows you'll ever need Go to UniversalWindowsDirect.com.
4: Twitter question, sponsored by Mark's Jewelers, looking for wedding bands or or bridal party gifts. Shop Mark's Jewelers extensive collection for the perfect gift online, Mark's Jewelers.com. Do you think Jason Kelsey is going to retire? 55% say yes. So, Mm. I mean, the opposite of of how we feel. Uh, And do you believe that Jalen Hurst needs to be more vocal next year? 65% saying yes and almost 2,500 votes. Yoshi's in Brewery Town. What's happening, Yosh? What's up, Jackie, baby,
7: Big A. What up, Yosh? Francisco, I said I delayed Francisco because he a Duke fan. I'm a Hills fan. We had a little conversation. I love him, though. Ah. now
4: why are you a Tar Heels fan?
7: <laughs> I'm a Tar Heels fan because, what's man? I grew up loving Michael Jordan. Oh, here we go. So
4: you're 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 a fraud. Yeah.
7: <laughs> I'm originally from North Carolina, my brother.
4: Oh, okay. Well, that makes it, That makes That's it of
7: them hills. Like I was born in Garysburg, North Carolina, population 500, but I was raised in Philly. Uh-huh. I'm like,
9: I Yep. Born
7: in Carolina but raised in somewhere
13: else. Mhm. So That's true.
7: They they they, they, they hit me. They hit me. And then I love Michael Jordan. Don't don't, 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 don't diss me because I love Michael Jordan. <laughs> no, I, didn't, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't know you were born.
9: I didn't know you were born in North Carolina.
7: I, I love Michael Jordan, and I love Kobe Bryant because Kobe Bryant was like the second coming of Michael Jordan. Everybody want to compare LeBron, which I like LeBron, but everybody want to compare LeBron to Jordan when they should have been comparing Kobe to Jordan because mm-hmm. they was just alike. Mm-hmm. Kobe just was saying, took his game to a... He, he was he was like two Jordan, right? I yep. Come on, man. Talk to Chill me. out. that. But anyway, <laughs> but anyway, that's right. Don't, don't hey, don't mess, don't mess with us. Don't mess with us. I be quiet on it. I be quiet on it. But anyway, <laughs> hey man, Jason Kelsey ain't going no daggone where that boy man. The way he was looking at his brother win another championship and, and just being around that on that field, he had that look in his eye like yo, I want to get there one more time, and why not get there with my home team? Jalen needs to be vocal. He needs to go back to 2022, having a good time. Jalen, no great leader that we ever that we've ever heard of, I believe, was quiet. When you look at the movies, Maximus, Achilles, Dagon, <laughs> Leonidas, oh, everybody was loud and outspoken. Jalen better get. When you look at as a, like a game when they was win, when they would win, and you see him in the locker room talking to the dudes. He was very vocal. So that whatever he was doing in the locker room after those wins, that's when he needs to be on the sideline the whole day going wild. What's same like yeah, like you can't be the highest paid player on the team, which is the quarterback, which is looked at as the leader and be and be quiet mouth. That can't pop off. So no, he cannot be quiet next year. He has to be very vocal. I'm all with that. And um uh Jack Yes. Keep going back and listening to that daggone thing when you asked uh AJ that question, bruh. It it, it, it sounded like you were sweating when you asked him the question. Oh. What's his name like? AJ said AJ said, yeah, uh yeah, what's his name like I talked to him and I was like, man, bump that. That. We're I want to talk you yeah.
4: What y'all want to talk listen, about? I, 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 listen, I listen. We've we've gone over this a couple of times today, <laughs> and in the, it, it wasn't my best moment. It wasn't my best moment, but it's all right. You live and you learn. And I, 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 Boy, you
7: must hang around Ike Rees once, man. I I a dude. That's a whole dude. I know he a dude. I feel it. Dude's no dude. You better stop saying you gonna run from a daggone fight, cause somebody gonna try you. They're like they go jack freaks right yeah, there. Yeah, and you'll never shirt. see me run faster.
4: <laughs> you'll never see me move quicker.
7: Gonna... <laughs> oh my goodness, boy! I'm so I'm so mad that you keep saying you gonna run. Do you Jill know you accept yourself what
6: What you say?
4: Does Jill know you would you tuck your tail? tail? Yeah, we've known each other since first grade. She's well aware of of, of my passiveness. <laughs>
2: oh,
7: boy, what's name? Boy, I'm going to I'm gonna have to come scoop you up and teach you some stuff, boy. We got to get you out of that. I don't like that. You my boy. I got to get you out of that well, real quick. What's that? <laughs> oh, man, stop it. Oh, man. And my rent is, oh, man, everybody took all the rants I wanted. But uh, Herm Edwards. You play to win the game. Hello, you play to win the game. It's
4: a big one, Mo. It's a big one, Yosh. Big one, for sure. Another good one. Another good one. Come on,
7: Come on Jack. let's go see Jelly Roll. Let's go see Jelly <laughs> Roll together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back to your North Carolina roots.
4: Your North Carolina roots. I got some Planet shirts in my closet. Yeah. Come on, we'll break out all the plot. It'll be a great time. All right, brother.
7: Yeah, it's been to talk
4: to y'all later, baby. All right, all right. There he goes, Yoshi and Brewery Town. Um, so you know we've we've been talking about like leadership from the quarterback position. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm trying to think of different quarterbacks throughout the years and the guys that have, that have won and and their kind of leadership style. Like the one that I find is interesting is like, we know about Tom Brady. We know what kind of leader he is. That's that's well documented. But a guy like Eli. Who won? Who won two rings?
9: Mm-hmm.
4: Not exactly the most most vocal leader, you know. His leadership, I guess, was more like podium. Like he always said the right thing, but I think there was never a problem with him being one of the guys, even though he was was like a Manning. Yeah. So, like, it's just it's it's just I don't know if he is.
6: Well, who who's to say who's to say that he didn't change some of those things? Again, I don't think Eli was never going to become demonstrative on the sideline. But some of those things uh, Tiki pointed out was about his leadership ability and the fact that he's so quiet and reserved. They went out and won the Super Bowl, but Michael Strahan was really the voice in that locker room along with some other guys. But who's to say Eli didn't develop into that, and that led to their second Super Bowl title?
4: Yeah, I mean, um, obviously I wasn't breaking down the Giants every single day. But Mm -hmm. yes, uh, Strahan was was the biggest thing there. And if if Jalen's not going to be... That guy, I just—I'm curious as to who that guy becomes.
6: Well, to me, he can't—he can't. Eventually, he has to develop into that guy.
4: When you're here, I don't
6: know if he can go his whole career being a not—not the vocal guy on the team.
4: The lead by example guy. Yeah, I don't know
6: if you can do that at that
4: that position. Like even Flacco, right? When they won in twelve, like he had Ray Lewis, he had Terrell Suggs, he Mm -hmm. had um, Ed Reed. So Flacco could kind of just be the. The, the, the guy behind the scenes and, and didn't have to be out there in front of it. But
6: probably became more of that guy after Ray Lewis left. Yeah. So I I look at it like this. The Eagles are sort of anticipating some of these vocal guys aren't going to be here forever. No. So it's it's, it's them trying to prod Jalen into taking more ownership of the locker room and that sort of thing.
4: Yeah. I'm, I'm just, I'm curious if he can do it. I, I know that we talked about well, he, oh, he definitely can do it. Yeah, but some guys are just, just lead-by-example guys. I, I'm, I, like, in, in college, I think it was more like respect. I don't know if it was like I'm the, the, the leader guy of those teams. I think they were kind of super teams in, in some mm-hmm. instances. Um, but maybe he's just – maybe he's, a, again, a lead-by-example guy rather than controlling the locker room guy. And that's something that's going to be really interesting to see if Kelsey does retire. If, if Fletch isn't here, BG will see what it's like coming out of the locker room next year.
6: You're always going to go to the quarterback. Like, you're not going to look at somebody else when leadership questions come up.
4: No, I mean, it's it, – it,
6: You're not going to say when things are going bad, oh, Jalen's fine. He don't have to say anything.
4: That's not going to be everybody's reaction. I I agree. <laughs> I, I know it's not going to be everyone's reaction. I'm just curious if he can do it uh let's go to cowboy Jim. what's happening cowboy Jim? jack when i saw you on friday you looked like a deer in headlights Ah, would you relax you it like- wasn't that bad relax
10: and 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 a.j brown is a spoiled rotten brat and you guys are a bunch of enablers you act like it was jesus on the line and you're milking it as long as you can okay you're just enabling <laughs> rich people like that stop doing stuff like that you, you gotta t- be tougher
16: what, I mean, would you, what would you have done?
10: Ike was Ike was great. I mean, Ike, you're great. You're, but you know, you are just making them go like, yeah, I was wrong. I can't communicate. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. no kidding. Can't communicate. So don't all sit there and go like, oh, that was a great interview. This was that you enable. That's all you do is enable these punks. You know, to uh, <laughs> to be to be jerks. And they're multimillionaires. He's 26 years old. He's a multimillionaire. And all you guys do well, is – Well, hold on. Let
6: me ask you this. Where was he being a punk or a jerk at?
10: On the radio.
6: Oh, when he called Friday?
10: Yeah, when he called. I didn't think so. Oh.
6: I didn't think so. He, think he, he, Well, he of didn't do – Hold on. Listen to me, Jim. He didn't call up disrespectful. He didn't do any name calling. He didn't do – His emotions were running high. We We knew that. That's why he was calling in. But he didn't call in challenging anybody. He didn't call in threatening anybody. He didn't do any of those things. He really was looking for clarification from us. That's what he was doing. So what's the benefit? No, just listen to me for a second. What's the benefit of being confrontational with him?
10: To to get answers. That's the only way to get answers. You didn't get any answers.
6: Well, he he talked about wanting to be here. He was good with that. Uh, The Jalen thing, listen – we could have asked him four more times about his relationship with Jalen. How much more you think you're going to get out of
10: him? I, we don't care. People don't care about that. They care about why did they self-destruct. Well, he That's said That's what why. they care about. Well, he, he, said, he talked about get, that. You didn't get an answer. Well, he gave his answer. Well, he gave his answer. Oh, uh, Which was, you know, lame. Well, but, but here's the
6: thing though we're not on the field or in the locker room. So what do you want us to do? You want us to tell him that we know what happened and he doesn't?
10: Well, oh, that's why I think that's why I think Howard knows more than what he's saying. But cuz Howard's there all the time. He sees what's going on. And you can't tell me one of the greatest collapses in sports history and no one has an answer for it?
6: Yes. So I'm saying how, so when the when the coach sits sits up there and speaks, like he did after the season and the GM sits up there and speaks, and I don't remember them throwing anybody under the bus, blaming anybody. They gave us answers. I don't remember any reporters constantly badgering them with the same
10: questions. Well, I, I, I just <laughs> – I, I where, This where is going
4: is, well, Cowboy Jim. This is going well. Yeah, well, well
10: where, yeah, where's the uh, owner? Where's the owner jumping in saying, you know, I support this person, I support that person? Well, our owner doesn't talk
4: like your owner. Exactly. At least
10: Jerry Jones gets in there and supports his coach. Supports oh yeah, he's so supportive. He,
4: he's he basically yeah. said a one-year like prove-it deal for those two. Well,
10: I I, I that's why I support Jerry because right, you know, Jer Joe is
4: you know he's the man. Do you say Jer Joe? Yeah. Jer Joe. Oh, that's embarrassing. That Come on, Cowboy Jim. <laughs> that's one of the, the the lamest nicknames I've ever heard in my life. And, and honestly, no. Cowboy
6: Jim, I think a lot. I think I don't, I don't think you're the only person that is thinking this way. Like they wanted more of a combative uh, discussion and a confrontation, and wanted us to go viral for yelling and arguing with AJ Brown, and get, that that's that's not what you do, man. That's listen, he's the he's the actual player. So if we want to know answers, then he's we're asking him the questions, and the answer that he gives us, we just have to deem that acceptable.
10: Well, plus also, I think. Uh... Uh, Buzz was uh, interviewing me harder than he was uh, AJ Brown. Well, I don't know about That's that. Right. He didn't
4: Facetime you. <laughs> <laughs> what's your uh, what's your best sports rant there, little cowboy Jim?
10: I think it's uh, I think it's uh, oh, what's uh, I can't think of it right. No, oh, this is great. It, I know. I just I, I lost my um, this whole call
6: it, has been bad, cowboy Jim. Get
4: him out.
10: Get him out of here. His on. old call has been bad.
4: No, honestly, the only reason AJ was uh, you know extra fired up was because he was getting grilled by Buzz behind the scenes. <laughs> He's getting asked his birthday, you know, all that stuff, and then had to pick up a FaceTime from him. Yeah, <laughs> which is unbelievable.
6: Yes, and, and 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 the thing I'm I'm probably happiest about with the interview is that he came in one way, and feeling one way, and I don't know by the time the interview was over with if his emotions were still as high as they were when he called up. So that leads me to believe he got a little bit of understanding himself. He got he was able to get some things off his chest. You know, he wanted to confront us. We, you know, he confronts the bully. I yep. don't necessarily view myself as a bully, but I know he's speaking in in general terms about the media being bullies and going after people, what have you. You know, I, I think he has a, a bad – Uh, perception of what he thinks the media should be like. This was the first time he's had to deal with any adversity Mm -hmm. in the city. He's done nothing but get praised since he's been here. He's been celebrated. Well, you didn't lose just one game and, and, and people started questioning you. You didn't lose just two games. And I don't mean him personally. I mean the team. And people started questioning him. They lost six out of seven games with a monumental collapse coming down the stretch. You're going to get people that want to know what happened. And that's the thing that I don't think he understood. Now, he said, well, we gave you all the answers. Okay. You gave us the answer you wanted us to know. And, and we will take that at face value. We'll take that at face value. But there's also been reports of other things mm-hmm. that were going
4: on. Right. I mean, this is the first time he had to really deal with kind of Philadelphia.
6: Yeah, like this is the other side. This of it. is the other yeah, side. Yeah, this is the other side. We
4: of prop it. up, and, and no one's better at propping up. Yeah. Um, but man, when when listen, they, <laughs> lost, they lost six or seven, man, like I don't know what you want us to do. Can't get around that. Like, like it, it was, they were ten and one, and they lost the first round. Like people aren't going to be happy. And unfortunately for AJ, the one thing I do feel well, I, a couple of things I, I I feel bad about, but one of the things that's not his fault is what happened with TL. And I think that. Like, yeah,
6: I, I agree. You almost get a guilty by just being a wide receiver and right. people jump to conclusions. I, I get that, but and he hasn't been here long enough, but you have to also understand how disappointing that was for the fan base. Yeah. And so part of what you're hearing is fear. Exactly. And part of what you're hearing is fear that people are afraid that this is what's happening. They're not saying this is actually what's happening. They are afraid mm-hmm. – that this is what's going on. So until you sort of clear it up, then people c- can move on. Like, he did that? I think people will move on from it.
4: Yep. 215 592 It's the afternoon show. We roll on into the 5 o'clock hour. Uh, the top 5 of 5 with Francisco.
6: Yeah. We'll, we'll... I mean, again, that 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 hypothetical question, man. That, that's still one of the most amazing things I've ever seen in my life in doing this business, that, that this has turned into all of that. Yep. Well. <laughs>
4: That's unbelievable. Learning learn, learning experience. Winner, you learn, as my quarterback would say. Top five fives coming up next on the afternoon show on Sports Radio 94 WIP.
6: Valentine's Day and February is when we celebrate our loved ones. Well, this year, the only gift I want is for my loved ones to get screened for cancer. That's my family at home and at WIP, which also includes you, our listeners. Now, I partner with the American Cancer Society to remind everyone. To get screened. Too many people put off their screenings since COVID. And the best defense against cancer is to get screened and catch cancer early. Talk to your doctor about what screenings are right for you. Visit cancer.org slash get screened. It's your boy, Ike. You know I love you. Get screened.
4: Well, it's a disaster here at 2400 Market. (laughs) Smells like French fries. We can't locate the fries. It's it's a disaster. I think Um, it was a
6: personal uh order. Well,
4: listen, you can't do that. <laughs> Again, the, the, there's a lot of flaws in this building, mostly the toilets. Um, but the, the big one is that the the microwaves are right next to the on-air studio. So, you smell everything. You I know, mean, now usually it's popcorn. Well, we have popcorn lady. We haven't seen her in a little bit. She was back last week. Yep. It was like every day at one point. And one time I I I
6: heated up salmon.
4: Yeah, heated up salmon and, <laughs> and everybody stunk yeah, everybody else. snapped. But I think, like, you can't heat up fries that close to the on-air studio because you get hungry. And I, I it is I'm, strong, right? I guess now, I'm man. speaking for you. I get hungry and I start thinking. <laughs> I thought there's a-, a, food <laughs> drop, a-, a food drop. A food drop. of French fries. So yeah. It's a little late, you know. So you it know, is
6: a little late in the day for a food
4: drop. <laughs> yeah, but either way, don't get my hopes up. You know. <laughs> It's the key to life. Never have hope. 215-592-9494 is how you get in. We'll get back to uh, all your phone calls here, but it's time for a Top 5-5 with Francisco Rojas. All right, so
15: I'm glad you guys brought up the uh, Kyle Filipowski thing yep. earlier. Yep. Because um, I'm for court storming still. Even after it, there's been a lot of talk about, well, should it be banned, should it not. I'm still for it. Okay. But, you know, it made me think of what about some annoying things that happen at sporting events? I like I like uh, court storming, but what about top five things that uh, you know that people do that are annoying at sporting events? Okay, so number five, people that don't know what they're talking about at the game, that are in the in the uh, in the back row, in the row behind you, and they uh, they c- continuously throughout the game, uh, you know, just talk like they know what they're talking about when right. they don't. Well, how do you they're, know? They, how do you know they don't know what they're talking about? Uh, because you just you just know, yeah. So you, <laughs> you're, you're you're grading their takes. Yeah. yeah, I'm just grading it throughout the game. Yeah, yeah like so, You don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, uh, it's it, like it,
4: that know-it-all. You know what I mean? Yeah, the know-it-all thing. Yeah. Now, yeah. and they're usually asking a lot of questions, which is also annoying. Um, you experience this more at uh, well, I guess football games. I haven't been to like an Eagles game, like game game, in a while like, in the stands. Um, but I feel like in the in with baseball games, I feel like it happens a lot, and that always I I get yeah. very offended.
6: Yeah, you know, it's been a while since I've been in the stands at a game.
4: <laughs> well, Phillies games, you're, you've been in these some of these postseason games.
6: Well, not in the stands.
4: That's not true, though. But you, you know what?
6: You're right. You're right. Even standing where we're at watching the games, that's enough. To, that's a lot of dialogue there.
4: Yeah, the nice part about the postseason games is that the people there are, are really focused on what's going on yeah. in the game. See, it's not like the, the middle of August. Mm-hmm. Eh, who really cares? Yeah,
6: nobody's really having casual conversations in
4: the postseason. No, m- most people are clenched. We're locked in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Clenched. I'm clinching butt cheeks. Yeah, exactly right. All right, that's number five. All right. Yep.
15: Uh, number four uh, marriage proposals. Uh, oh, they're, yeah. Um, they're they uh, That's definitely down. lame. They're yeah. corny.
4: You know what I mean? It's like, all right, dude, cool. Like, uh, I'm done. We need for all the women out there, we need to stand up to this. Start saying no. Just oh yeah, that, yeah, that'll stop. That it, will be, that'll make it fun. We need yeah. to we need to make a whole movement. Start saying no to the guy that proposes at the sporting event. Just say no, and, and we'll put it. We'll put an end to the the stadium proposals.
6: Yeah, and and honestly, the women probably do not want it. Obviously, they 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 appreciate it. And most of them do say yes. I don't think I've seen one that says no. Could you, but
4: <laughs> could you imagine one like shoulder shrug?
6: Well, I think most of them would just because it's a public forum, you say yes because you don't want to embarrass him. But then you say no when you get back, right? right? Like now, you know you're not ready for marriage yet. I know. You, you do realize I just caught you cheating two weeks ago. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like some of these dudes proposing just cuz they are trying to get back in the good grace right. of their fiance.
4: Yeah. The stadium proposals are are very very in it. I'm with you on that. And they've gotten they've gotten I'm out yeah.
6: on I'm out on on a stadium. That's why I didn't want Travis to do it. Right. Right.
4: Yeah. yeah. No. I, I came around to your way of thinking. By the end. About like, the, the, the Travis and Taylor. It'd be a little lame. Yeah. It'd be a little lame. Yeah, you don't do that with Taylor Swift. Travis was uh was- you, better, you
6: better take her on a uh and vacation somewhere, yeah. or island or something,
4: and or France. Or yeah, something. come back
6: to the room and you got the, the all the flowers on the floor and the bed and the heart shape and all of that.
4: Right, do it big. You gotta, you gotta do it <laughs> yeah, big. Then do it big, and then do it big. He was, uh, he was, he was following her around. Now he was at her concert over the weekend. I saw that. So this is the, gonna be a
6: lot of that this all season. This is
4: gonna be the next step of the travel. I really do season. hope
6: they make it back for one more year.
4: One more year. At least least one more. One more year of Jason (laughs) and one more year of, of Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. Yep. What's next? Uh number
15: three. Uh, so, two ways to go here. I hate the people that fight over T-shirts when they get shot in the crowd. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, it's just a T-shirt. Yeah. It's like 10 bucks, dude. Like, it go, go to uh, Modell's no, ride not ride them. No, they're not. Not in the stadium. Well, they're not well, you know 10 bucks. I mean. you, you know what I mean. You know what I mean. Well, it's those ones
4: not are the equivalent here. of $10. It's the, it's the wrong kind of cotton. You know, it's not like a, a nice shirt. It's always like the, the cheapest is. one possible. Yep. Yeah.
15: And the other way is – uh uh, baseball games when there's a foul ball, like like 15 people fight over a foul ball, man. Well,
4: just, at least that's kind of special. You know? It
15: is, but like it's not like oh get out of my way, that's my ball. Like we don't need to be injuring each other
4: for it, <laughs> right? Like let's let's not do that. Well, and then there's foul ball guy or whatever uh, Zach Campbell who's yeah,
6: he shows up to the right. So like, watch, dude, he
4: is the worst. Why? Oh, he's just so no he's, hes a cornball,
15: absolute cornball. <laughs> really, I yeah. didn't even know you guys feel this way. Yeah, no. Nah. I thought you'd
6: find it cool that he drives to all these stadiums and he's trying to catch home. It's run his balls.
15: personality, man. He's a okay. He's just kind of a cocky dude who just yeah, not a.
4: And it's like you know he's ripping away from. Like, did even million foul balls? Like, I know I've I've seen it. Like, yeah,
15: congr- congratulations. Have you ever caught a foul ball or a baseball at a at a game, a minor league game? Not a not a major yeah, league game. takes league. a little of the buzz out of it. Yeah, it's probably why I feel this way <laughs> too. How about you?
6: No, no, I've never. I, I wouldn't try to catch one. I don't think I'll come. Matter of fact, I'm ducking. I'm running out of the way. If oh. it's if it's if it's a home Pretty run, won. no. If it's a home, <laughs> you know I'm. Could not you imagine? A, I yeah, you know I'm not bringing a glove well. to the game. Although I still have my glove from fantasy camp. Yeah. Um When I bought one. Um, if it's a home run ball, I'm getting out of the way, right? Because I got a longer time to see it coming. Mm-hmm. I don't like sitting close because, well, now we got the net. So Nets I'm, have I'm, I'm okay with it now. Yeah. But the one uh, World Series game, game four, when Ryan had the two home runs uh-huh. and I was sitting with Cindy, Cindy Lou, I was sitting with her. I had the razor phone back then. We were sitting in those seats, and there was no net.
9: Yeah. that not, was dangerous. Yeah,
6: yeah, that was. We were in the one good seats too, down first base line, one hundred.
4: I mean, there was there was like a legitimate. People were mad they put nets up all all around. It's like, I was it's, happy. It's like, what are you talking? Yeah, about? there's kidding me. There's absolutely. <laughs> there's only downside. Like it's, like, it's it's so obviously just do it. It's not impeding the way that you can watch a baseball game.
6: No. Something
4: happened, right? Didn't, um. Yeah, a kid got hit with a bat. I yeah, think. something. And
6: that's what made him go to the Nets. Yeah, yeah,
15: yeah.
4: And it did not impede the way you could watch a baseball game. No. It's been perfectly
15: fine. What's next? Uh, people that call out balls and strikes from the stands. <laughs> when they're like four, you know, four levels up, be the 700 level at the vet. Oh, you know me. what I mean? Oh. Oh, that's a, what are you talking about? That's a strike! Come
4: on! Oh, come on, Fran! No. That's that's good old classic fun.
15: Oh, I'm sure it is. Come on, no, it's annoying. I was at I was at the I was, at the, Mar- I was at the Marlins' uh, wild card game, game one. Guy next to me kept oh, it's a strike! Like, dude, it, come on! Like, how how, how, anno-
6: how annoyed do you get at me when when we're in the, when we're watching the games in the playoffs and I'm I'm yelling stuff, I'm yelling strikes, that's a ball. Or how about the foul ball that gets hit that I think is a home run?
4: That's a lot. <laughs> those, those are the ones that do bother me. It's Or, or it's like a, a weak pop-up to shortstop, and it's like, oh! There it is! <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Finally! Uh, no. uh, I have not gotten annoyed at you. Because you're so, you're so intense at the games. Oh, yeah, no.
6: During the playoffs, you can't talk to Jack during the game,
9: man.
4: <laughs> no. I, again, I, I know there's like 45,000 people there. I'm alone. He is. He really uh, is. I'm, I'm by myself. He really is. I heard all.
15: you were crying after one of the uh, Astros World Series games.
4: Yeah. Well, game crying's, was, crying's a reason. Like at home. It was, <laughs> it was very somber and didn't want to talk to anyone. Yes. It was
15: it the, the, the
6: no-hitter or game
4: five? Uh, It was game five. Game five. I still had that hope. was a tough one, yeah. I still had hope after the no-hitter. Yeah. You know? Game five, I was like, series is over. I don't yeah. care. if They're going back to Houston. That was a tough one. This series. So. That was
6: Thursday night too, was it? Yeah, that was the that was the game I oh, couldn't yeah. stay for. It was yeah. the Texans game. Yep, yeah. Texans
4: yeah. game. Uh, yeah. I remember that. Schwarber let up. That
6: no hitter was bad enough.
4: <laughs> that was Mark's fault. <laughs> <laughs> that was Marx's fault. Uh, but yeah, so I was very sad after after Game Five. Uh, what's
15: next? Uh, so number one, I first noticed this when I went to a Phillies Reds game uh, about five years ago. Okay, someone was wearing a Mets jersey. Like what are you doing? It's a Phillies Reds game. Like you're intentionally trying to be annoying, right? And yeah. um, it's yeah. Like- so people that wear jerseys where either neither of the teams are playing, it's like what are you doing? Well, right?
4: Cowboys fans do that when they go to Eagles. games. Eagles games, games yeah. 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 Just to they got to
6: have their Cowboy jersey on, even though they're not playing the Cowboys. Just to troll.
4: Yep. Um. Yeah. It's annoying. It's annoying. I agree. So, uh, pretty good top five, actually. It wasn't bad there, Francisco. Yeah. I wasn't sure
15: how you guys would respond. Uh, Sometimes I kind of want the, the banter from you guys. Right. It's kind of rip me because I feel like it's got to be more attention. That's, maybe I'm doing too good now.
4: Right. You're heating You know what I mean? You're, it, you're figuring out the top five? Yeah. yeah. This, maybe this isn't a good thing. It was too good of a top five. There's going to be no generation of Buzz off of the top five. <laughs> right. And we don't need Buzz to save it tomorrow. And then TK was saying that me and Buzz have a
15: budding rivalry, oh. which isn't true. Like, Well, you should. Yeah, well, you you think I should lead into it? Are (laughs) you you ducking Buzz? I'm I'm never ducking Buzz. I love Buzz. See now, see now, you're trying to create it (laughs)
4: because you came. Have you seen Buzz? I mean, what do you mean? Yeah, I mean, like, he
15: doesn't exactly
4: inspire like a competitor. So, do you want me to? Do you want me to talk trash to him? Sure. No, I'm kidding. No, we, we, we are ELE here at the afternoon show. Everyone love everyone i Never heard
6: that before. <laughs> not
4: before. I did or not. <laughs> ELE. Everyone love everyone. That's a uh, semi pro reference. And especially is uh, to the people on Twitter reacting to the AJ Brown interview. ELE. <laughs> <laughs> ELE. Yes, I know, I know the Kellen Moore question was not great. It's all good. It's all good.
6: It's all good. It's
15: all one good. day we'll be able to laugh. And, about and,
6: and Jack, and we we can this I, I found it funny. I just didn't want to laugh in the middle of the damn interview because it was a serious
15: time. I, by the way, Jack, I didn't think you sounded as scared as everyone's making it out. I the know they trying to make They're my like man sound like he's petrified or well, something. That's because I, I I got I got in front of it.
6: Yeah, you, know? you leaned and you leaned all the way into this.
15: Yeah, which is fine. <laughs> you said you were bricks. Uh, oh, was he, I was bleeping bricks. Yes. It's tough <laughs> spot. It's one of the biggest interviews of the year, and didn't know it
4: was happening. So yeah, there yeah. you go. No, yeah, thanks, buddy. I appreciate the support. You're back in my good graces. For the top uh, five. five. <laughs> Guida Door and Window uh, sponsors this segment. Take advantage of to Door and Windows' big winter sale through February. Receive forty percent off all windows and doors. Call one eight seven seven GO GUIDA or visit goguida Let's see how this one goes. Herb's the Northeast. What's happening, Herb?
16: Yeah. What's up, Jack? I'm uh I'm watching uh Lo- Logan O'Happy from uh the Angels Oh, nice. The Phillies lost 7-6. to six. They were winning, but I think they lost in the ninth or something.
4: Yeah, Whit Merrifield hit a home run, so that was good.
16: Yep. Yeah, the new guy hit a home run Yeah, I just saw that. Up How
4: was your weekend, Herb?
16: Well, the past week I've been having a lot of pain in my left leg, upper, above the knee. I don't know if it's the hamstring or something oh, in so the so leg. So I've been so having a lot of problem walking and got limp? getting in the car and all that bullshit. It's just uh awesome. I went into the uh whirlpool last three days and I'm going back in there tomorrow, so uh before I go to work. I heard you were down at the sisters' game last week, like Reese. I was Yeah, a lot of people saw you. They were telling me.
6: Oh well, you actually, I, I yeah, I know I wound up asking somebody about you. Like, did, did they know you?
4: They know me. I, they did. They did know you. Yeah. I think when people, I feel like when people meet you, Herb, they don't really forget you. You know, that's why I think you're so memorable. <laughs> yeah,
16: brother, I hear, you, I hear you. All right. So, well, what, what else you he got for things? us today, Herb? When is this Howie he supposed to talk? He's this a, week, right? Tomorrow. Tomorrow,
4: 1.30, tomorrow, and, and Sierra is 1.45.
16: One thirty, so I'll be down at the Wells Fargo. You, you're gonna have it on radio.
4: Oh, we wouldn't miss it for the world, Herb. We got you, buddy. Yeah.
16: Cause, did you
4: Did you uh, listen I, to the AJ Brown interview, Herb?
16: Yeah, I saw. I heard all that. I, I, yeah, I, I, I believe him. I mean, on most of the stuff. I mean, uh, you know, uh, we all know he likes to have the ball. You know, like the. After he was after the team was ten and one it just seemed like they weren't getting him the ball as much. And uh, you know, he's frustrated, you know, you're gonna be like that, you know, it's guys like that they, they get frustrated at times, you know, you can't you, you, it's hard to stay all, you know, right. one on one kill and one you know, it's hard to, you know. Yeah, you know, we'll see what happens. You know, never <laughs> yeah, know. Yeah, yeah,
4: Did you, you now with, with you, your leg injury? Were you able to knock out any any of the book this weekend?
16: You know what? I I worked man. Yesterday, I did some walking around. I went up to KOP. I went today. I was uh, waiting on somebody, and it never happened. So I'm just taking it easy, but I'll, okay. I'll, I'll do some. I'm gonna do uh, the book on Wednesday.
4: because right. uh, what, what, what chapter you I'm looking going to on, knock out on Wednesday?
16: Uh, well, a lot of it's going to be now, like some of it with the uh, leaving, leaving school and uh, leaving CCP, and then going to opening up the business and going to a lot of Phillies games and uh, during '70. Uh, 74, uh, 75, 76, 77, 78. On to a lot of games after work whenever I get down there. And, so that and that's I, a part I'm of your book is going to Phillies games
4: in the 70s? Mike Schmidt and uh,
16: Larry Boa, they seen me down there because I right. had, a, I told you I had a free seat in the picnic area.
4: You had a free so, seat?
16: You know, I had the hook up. Uh-huh. My friend Jackie Donley that was the ball man in left field was a friend of mine and he hooked me up. All right. Okay. Besides Bobby Plumley. That's that's something. Your boy else.
4: Bobby Plumley, yeah, yeah, yeah.
16: That's something else. Right. Yeah.
4: Right.
16: But right. that's after that's in eighty five when I started playing ball again in the
4: Pendel League. That's right. when Bobby came right came into my life. Did you say you're throwing like eighty five to ninety in the pen in, in that league? What's that? Were you you were throwing hard in the Pendel league.
16: I, I I I caught there's guys that throw eighty five. Yeah, it's eighty yeah, yeah. five hard thrower. a few of them. Yeah. There's a guy named, guy named Roy North. He passed away, he had some kind of disease or something. I don't know what happened to so him. He played up he was in triple A with the land of rains. He threw like ninety.
4: And you were you were catching that? Uh he
16: wasn't on my team. He right. struck me out. He struck me out in the game I faced him. Yeah matter of fact, Ruben Amaro was in left field when when he when he I played in that game. Yeah, all right,
9: Not all right, her. But uh,
16: anyway, yeah, uh, they're playing. <laughs> yeah, they're I mean, watching a lot of these games. Yeah, uh, Villanova. I know the Davidson. They had right. they lost two out of three. Stanford. Got beat
9: up by friends. Uh, yeah, This is a lot of college basketball. All right, Would Herb. Would you
6: pull the plug? All right, Herb. All you right. cannot be serious. My goodness, you over there, man. What are you doing?
9: I don't know. I don't know. i just trying, <laughs> He's trying to be nice. You yeah, had to Herb. know he wasn't going to stop. He was just going to keep going. What's he doing? Reading, this,
4: reading the newspaper scores? And Nova's lost two or three. You're
6: like, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah all right. right. We're getting a lot of score. Listen, I'm trying listen. Yes, you're trying to
15: you're hey, trying. Like you to... like told Sonny Hill, he's he's one of the biggest callers on the on the show.
4: Exactly. You know yes. I mean? Sometimes you gotta let like, well, And now Jack's afraid to hang up on
15: anybody, so he just lets everybody
6: just keep going.
4: Yeah. No, listen, <laughs> listen. We even had a dump her that uh that call. Yeah, I know he said BS. Well, yes, always, yeah. Yeah, I'm again, the kids say shooketh, but I'm not, not shooketh. I'm just trying to figure out when I'm gonna get the best out of Herb? It's a low energy herb call today. Low energy, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So sometimes you gotta know early. That's on me. Again, learning. <laughs> either when you learn, you know.
6: Somebody really did. One of the security people down, not, not, yeah, I guess it was a security person down there. Did say something to me about Herb.
4: Yeah, well, listen, he's very memorable. <laughs>
6: well, and they listen to the show all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, thought
4: so, I, I thought I saw Herb. I thought I saw Herb like working <laughs> security. I was like, well, that's not allowed.
6: You thought he well, doesn't he, he? He drives He drives the busses in there. Yeah, right?
4: and remember, remember, he was supposed to be a security guard for the link, and I believe that we got him removed from that. oh uh, right? because we, the more he talked, it was like, mm, yeah, he probably can't have that. Yeah, guy.
6: and wasn't he security at the at the bank? Was, oh no, it was the he was security
4: somewhere. I thought he was gonna. We, I think he's gonna be the security guard at the link. Okay. Um, and we asked him like, "What would you do if someone came in with a, a knife or a gun?" And he's like, "Oh, you know, just take it from him." <laughs> it's like, well, that's not going to work. Yeah, no, no, it's not. It's not going to work at all. 215-592-9494 is how you get in. On the other side, we'll get to the text line. Plus, Eagles made an interesting hire uh, over the weekend. What does it mean? We'll get to that coming up next on the afternoon show on Sports Radio 94 WIP.
6: All right, for years you've heard Dr. Glatt on WIP talking about his amazing services. Now, I'm bald, and some would say beautiful, but not everyone could be so lucky. Dr. Glad and the Glatt Group, they know so many people that think hair restoration is a one-and-done procedure, but that's just not the case. The Glatt Group have restoration treatments to strengthen before you need a hair transplant, as well as options to maintain your existing hair after a transplant. And their newest option is completely non-invasive. No needles, no pain, and no downtime. It's called TED, which stands for Trans Epidermal Delivery where growth factors are delivered directly to the hair follicles and both men and women are seeing great results from this procedure. What are you waiting for? Give my friends at the Glatt group a call, always at the forefront of technology. Call them today 610-980-4000 or drglatt.com that's 610-980-4000 or drglatt.com and tell them Ike Reese sent you.
4: Welcome back. It's the Afternoon Show Sports Radio 94 WIP. We'll get back to the phones here in one second.
15: What is that? Hey, what is
4: this? Uh, Styles P. Okay.
15: The locks.
6: <laughs> of course you don't know who the locks You don't like that are. beat? I, I, I haven't heard it, so I oh, was like, okay. yeah. I was, I was like, who is that?
15: It's good. I, I think it's an Alchemist beat. Old song or something new? It's like 2005. Okay. There. okay. Jack, Jack just wants to rip it. Go ahead.
4: No, so Master P was his name? <laughs> Styles P. Styles P. My Styles, P, my bad. I got my P's mixed up. (laughs) (laughs) We'll go back to the phones here in one second. But I thought it was interesting. So, you know, the Eagles announced their coaching updates or whatever. They announced their whole staff here. Mm -hmm. Um, And this guy named Tyler Yelk is head coach quality control. Now, what is that? Is that because my first read on that is: is he here to, to, to keep the coach in check? Right. So we don't need to worry about losing Big Dom and the team falling apart again. Right. Or is he like helping with game day decisions? Is he game management stuff? I mean, a head, specifically, head coach quality control, his position is interesting.
6: Yeah. I don't, I don't think I've seen this before. Um, I've seen quality control, obviously. I don't think I've seen a head coach quality control. I wonder if that's some type of typo. like, And they don't realize it.
4: I don't know. I mean, maybe they'll, maybe they'll ask Nick about it tomorrow.
6: Well, because here's the thing. You, normally, it's, A, there's only one head coach. Exactly. So, either you could be an assistant head coach, senior advisor to the head coach. Like they can, they made up these titles where they can give you different titles. I, I've never seen a head coach quality control. Right. So, I don't know what that really entails as far as job description makes me think he's a quality control guy meaning he runs the scout team and that's usually where young coaches start
4: yeah yeah but i mean off of that last year with whatever no, happened, i'm with you i saw it i saw the same thing you saw like whatever happened off of, with big dom going out and like right. controlling his emotions on the sideline like i just wonder what this guy's <laughs> job is like what right. the hell and i hope they ask him about it tomorrow it's a short window it's only 15 minutes for nick but what does a head coach quality control consist of? Yeah, I have no idea. Yeah, it's a new one. It's, it's <laughs> certainly a new one. I do wonder maybe if it's, if it's game day stuff, too. Like, this is a good good opportunity to go for it, you know, like situational stuff because last mm-hmm. year they weren't great at that. They got an outside and
6: inside linebackers coach, I believe.
4: <laughs> really?
6: Right, and then you got a D-line.
4: Uh, yeah, so, so Clint Hurd is senior defensive assistant and defensive line. Um, it looks like Bobby King is the only inside linebackers coach. Okay. I guess I would suggest that they have an outside linebackers coach. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. But Tyler Scudder is defensive quality control. They did not, uh, they did not, uh, sneak through any former head coaches that, you know, would create a buzz like last year with Patricia. (laughs) Um, but still, I am I'm curious to see how they answer the, uh, the, uh, the question tomorrow if they do get asked about what the head coach quality control is. Is we'll go back to the phones here in one, uh We'll go back to the phones and then some thoughts on the uh, the Cam Newton situation from over the weekend. Let's go to B and KOP. What's happening, Brandon? What's going on, guys? Doing
12: B KOP?
6: What's up, brother? Yes, yeah,
12: sir. Yeah, sir. Um, listen, so I, I, for, first of all, Ike, I wanted to give you props, man. Super professional. It was a pleasure to listen to it um, last Friday. I didn't get to listen to it live. Uh, but you handled yourself very, very well, and I appreciate that. Did you put on um, your
4: Tampa Bay Bucks jersey for the interview, or did you? Stick- you, know, you guys
12: sit me on hold. You guys sit me on hold for three and a half hours. Listen, you know that. You know that any clout is good clout. I actually started a t-shirt company, and I've been selling them off the rack ever <laughs> since that happened. So I really appreciate you guys. Man, no problem. Uh, you know, I, yeah, I bleed red and green. Right? It makes sense. Listen. <laughs> Yeah, and listen. I, by, by the way, I got a great. I don't know if anything's gonna top the Jason Kelsey uh, speech, but I got a great one here at the end. Okay. Um, but down to business. Listen, when I was, and I'll tell a quick story. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna cook real quick, as uh, as, as you guys would say. When I was, uh, I was working in a call center, and they moved me up to management position, right? And I got a percentage of the board, right? And they, they expected me to motivate guys, right? Jalen Hurts gets a percentage of the board whether he likes it or not. He's got to motivate these guys. And he, 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 did, it, he did it two years ago. He didn't do it last year. And, 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 and I, it, I, I didn't, as soon as they popped me in a management position, I wasn't motivating guys right away. I had to learn and I, and I had to be developed as a manager. And that's kind of the role that Jalen Hurts is in, just in a way bigger way. He's he's gotta be he's gotta be that guy to be able to motivate his guys. I I remember watching games because cause, cause this year he wasn't he he wasn't able to win games because two years ago he took over games and was able to run all up and down the field and win games when people weren't doing what they were supposed to do.
4: Um, well, sure, but the he, team was also better though too, and they played worse opponents.
12: Well, well, listen, listen, <laughs> but, but but there was there was times that. There was games where the the team just didn't the the they just didn't have it and Jalen hurts was able to run the ball up and down the field and make plays happen. I believe that with the change of coaching he's got to get on the same page with his offensive coordinator they gotta have something for the blitz
9: mm-hmm.
12: um now now i'm gonna I'm gonna also recant what I said a couple weeks ago to you guys i I told you guys a couple weeks ago that uh ah, get rid of a j Brown because like from from the outside looking in, when because I, I, I listen to w, WIP all day long. And so what I hear is like, I I, I hear all the, I don't want to call them rumors, right? We're trying to stay away from that. But I hear all the like hot takes that are coming out. And like, so yeah, I had like a bad taste in my mouth for A.J. Brown. I have the utmost respect for A.J. Brown calling the station and coming at you guys as real as possible. I agree with you, Ike, that I, I, I would love him to retire an Eagle. I just think that he that that was such a bold move to do and I wish that more athletes would do that. Um
6: Yeah, me too. Call us up anytime, three o'clock.
12: Yeah, no, it was re- <laughs> it was really cool, man. It was really cool and I think uh I, I, I think Chuck from Mount Airy said it um earlier today. They called the best show. He knew what he was doing, he called the best show. You guys are great. Um, and so, so I know that nobody's gonna beat the Jason Kelsey um um speech. If it loses well, I mean I mean shame on you guys.
4: If it loses, <laughs> shame well, on hold you. Hold on. Guys. Is, is a Kelsey speech overtaking the Iverson ramp? Listen, yeah, I, I believe so. Yes. Mm, all right. I, I would listen, just
12: just put me at put my all right, Well, What's in your there answer? What's your put, answer? Listen, I think a B from K O P sports take is definitely top ten. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yeah, oh. baby.
4: You're saying, you're saying you're own. You're putting your own. Yes. You're submitting
9: yourself. Yes, I
12: am, bro. You listen, listen. Just like I expect Jalen Hurts to be developed as a leader. Uh-huh. Be from KOP. Hold on. Be from KOP's been calling this station for about a year and a half now, and I'm starting to get developed. You know what I'm saying? I'm thinking at least top it. ten. Yeah, I
4: feel it. You know I feel it. I feel, I, it. I feel it. I feel it. I mean, you're a Bucks fan, but but we but we we, we feel it. You Andy, here, Ad, listen, Andy was definitely enjoying himself today. <laughs> well, he's on, he's on hold. was on hold, yeah. He
6: certainly <laughs> kept himself busy.
4: Yeah, listen, being KOP is, is developing. He's, he is. He, 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 he is will, is good
6: takes.
9: Yeah
4: king of prussia is one of our 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 strong strong area strong suits
6: that mount airy nothing is stronger than mount airy
4: no nothing stronger than mount airy mount airy is a sports radio haven i see i've never well i I think i've been around mount airy i don't know if i've been in mount airy but the way that i envision it is it's just wip is like i
6: I, I can assure you you have not been to mount
4: airy i was at somewhere that was kind of close to it i think one
15: time so top five color areas coming soon <laughs> yeah exactly exactly i was
6: up there somewhere would you say i was close to it i was
4: close to it i, I was around there sometime some way yeah um that sounds about right but i envision that Mount area they just have wip on like it's blaring a lot down of takes the out there yeah a lot of our callers are from a lot Mount of Airy, takes, man yeah Sports radio hotbed. All right. Uh, Cam Newton was going one on how many? Oh one on six, four? One seven, on six yeah. Why are people continuing to try to go at Cam Newton?
6: Can I just say this real quick, man, to, to, to the youth out there, man? You know, when you got a former professional athlete, let alone someone of Cam Newton's um, stature, right? former MVP, number one overall pick, Heisman Trophy winner. MVP. MVP. Um. Man, appreciate that and take advantage of the opportunity. Don't take it for granted. I don't know what it is about Cam that has these people wanting to try him, man. I don't see this in no other camp anywhere.
4: I don't know. Only at Cam's camps. I mean, last year was the kids were like, you're trash. You're trash. Like, yeah,
6: like we're talking about like 13,
4: 14 year old kids. We have a little bit of res- a little bit of respect. <laughs> Come on, man. I mean, just a little bit. Well, of respect. But then
6: Cam's arguing with him back and forth. Not this time. I mean, last year, yeah, and, and a couple years. Talking ago.
4: about how he's a millionaire.
6: Yeah, I, think, I guess he has this travel seven on seven team that's supposed to be pretty good. And seven on seven is a, is big nowadays. Yep. you know, it's the way it's it's equivalent to AAU basketball and 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 travel baseball. It's a way for the football guys to, from a skill position standpoint stay sharp, work on their skill sets and all that type of stuff. So he has this traveling team where they go around playing other teams. And, man, I'm not blaming this on him. Quite frankly, I would say a couple of things here. Cam, you need some security. And I know I saw security there, but I mean you need, like, personal security where someone's walking around with you, especially if this is happening. It's one thing for you to go to your camp and, you know, you want to be yourself and be with the kids. I get that. But, dude, this is, this is getting scary. Like, people laugh this off, and that's fine because nothing major happened. Think back to the to Tlaib situation with his brother mm-hmm. at a youth football game. Somebody ended up dead. Mm-hmm. They went and got their, their gun and shot somebody. Like, this stuff gets crazy with, with people. And so that could have ended up so poorly, man. I don't know. You don't know who could have came to that part with what, who's re- related to those kids that that you were fighting or what have you. And this thing could have led to something very drastically happening. To one of those kids, to Cam Newton, to anybody. Like, dude, either either you gotta get, you gotta beef up security to where you're you're untouchable when it comes to stuff like this. Or you gotta just stop coaching. Because if you can't control yourself to where this doesn't happen and there's a back and forth, and again, I'm not blaming him. I'm just saying remove yourself. You're too important to your family, your own kids, to be involved in this type of stuff, man. That could have ended so poorly. It really could. That could have ended. And we've seen this at these youth games and things of that nature. All it takes is somebody to run to the car. Yeah. And Cam Newton is 6'5", 250 pounds. He's not a little guy. They found that out yesterday, or whenever day did that happen yesterday or Saturday.
4: I don't even remember. Over
6: the weekend, yeah, over the weekend. But they found out how strong he is. Yeah, he was slinging people. He sure was. Yeah, he's pretty good. <laughs> and it's just like, and I'm he, glad he didn't throw any punches because no. really, he really was just trying to keep people off him. Yeah, yeah. I just, I don't understand why people are are trying him all the time. I, I have no idea, man. And listen, he engages in the back and forth trash talk. Maybe that's something you don't want to do with kids. But I saw the clip where the coach was talking trash about Cam Newton prior to. Right. I just, I'm glad that didn't end horribly, man. Like, that could have ended so much worse than what it did
4: yesterday or over the weekend. And especially in this day and age. Yes. People are crazy.
6: Man. (laughs) Yeah, Cam, you got too much going on for you, brother. (laughs) I mean, you just do Hmm? to be involved in that. And I never see this at anybody. I never see this at another athlete's. Camp where he is constantly being and, disrespected, man. And fights, yes.
4: <laughs> it's, it's like, teenagers. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Tony's in Allentown. What's happening, Tone? Tony?
17: Tony, yeah, I'm here, guys. All right. What's, What's up, brother? Tony. How you guys doing? Good, good. Uh, so you guys are talking about AJ? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think I think he did a good thing. Uh, I support him.
4: Okay, mm-hmm. that's good.
17: What uh, else? What else you got?
4: <laughs> I went to a Flyers game.
6: Nice. There you go. Which that, one? You go to the win or the loss? How'd that
4: go? Uh,
17: I, well, they lost twice.
4: Oh, wow. Ah, yeah. I saw they got they lost a, a big one out in Pittsburgh yesterday. Cal Peterson, fraud. Six to seven. That was a shootout. Yeah, it's a lot of goals. Too many goals. Need need better defense out of I like guy. I
17: like a lot
6: of goals. No, first, I can't first, have that. Not that first many. game I watched Not all year. Not that
4: many, Ike. They gotta figure out the defense and the goalie if they're gonna go on any kind of run. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs>
17: I'm just kidding. So that's funny kidding. that you mentioned that because I, my wife and I went down there on a kind of like a belated um, Valentine's Day
9: yep. trip. Mm-hmm. Okay,
17: and uh, we stayed the night. And at the end of the game, it was a great game, by the way. Great fight of the year. Um, they should've won the game. They had two breakaway goals they blew it. Oh yeah, Al was
4: texting me about this. He wanted me to bet on the the fight that happened on Saturday between I saw that. Yeah. It's a good good old fashioned hockey fight there, Tom. Man,
6: a little unfair though right there, Tom. I mean one guy's six seven, man. That, that's a serious reach.
17: Hey, that Flyers dude won the
4: fight. Yeah, well that's a, you they, think so? they, they better win the fight. Yeah. A broad yeah. street bullies.
6: I was uh, there. Well, I mean, I saw the fight, too. I wasn't there. I, I, if anything, it's a draw at
4: best. Who did better, the Flyers guy or Cam Newton? Uh, oh, the Flyers well, guy. for no, okay. sure. At least
6: yeah. the Flyers guy got a few in. He got some He got some punches in. For sure. no,
17: it's,
4: no, 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 no. The,
17: the Flyers guy never went down. It's the guy that went down. However, in all fairness, if you take a guy down and hockey fight him, then you're, then you're ending the fight.
4: I was just going to say the same thing, Tony. Well, I tell you, where I,
17: where I come from,
6: if you get lumped up more than the other guy, you lost the fight. Hey,
17: if you stand your ground, no, you win every fight. That's a, that's
6: a good point. I'm with you on that one, Tony. As long as you ain't running, Jack. Um <laughs>
17: like Reece, and you never
6: ran. That's why. Never <laughs> ran. Never ran. Never, believe me, Fritz, I, yeah, I, ran. I've, I've taken a few L's, too. So, yeah, it's okay, though. But I no, that's
17: why kept I my dignity. Your- when I lived in Philly for two years, that's why I loved the the Eagles. I fell in love with the Eagles. The B Doc, you mm-hmm. and Trot, all those guys. You didn't like anyway. the Eagles
4: before that, only until you lived mm-hmm. in Philly.
17: <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, I paid attention, but like, I like really right. started to follow.
9: Yeah,
4: all right, I got you. Um, what's your uh, what's your good uh, sports rant? Uh,
17: You got to go with Mike Singletary. I love Mike Singletary one. Can't coach him, won't do it, can't do it. And then (laughs) sent Davis to the locker room, and he said during that that speech, I I have to admit, I I refreshed my memory, he said during that speech that he would play with 10 guys who got penalized from the first quarter to the fourth quarter then play a guy like
4: Vernon Davis. Yeah, he really didn't like Vernon Davis, Tony. I appreciate the phone call. Can't
16: do it.
9: Didn't
6: do it. Didn't do it. Hey, Davis man, he said, he, yeah, he said, no, he said, no, he said Vernon Davis straight. I think for Vernon Davis became like a Pro Bowl tight
4: end after that. Yeah, he did, ended up being a good player. Yeah. It was just like, good luck because I was younger, obviously, when that happened. Because mm-hmm. as Vernon Davis went along, you know, I was like, Vernon Davis is a star. It's like a Yeah. Star. Yeah. Muck like, Singletary is like, can't win with him. Yeah. He um, was yeah. immature, though, at that point, I'm assuming. Yeah. Great turf.
6: I think yeah, I know. I remember. Um, I want to say, I think B. West was on that
4: team. Well, he was at one point.
6: Well, no, I think it was on there one year. I think it was that team that like that year. I thought it was
4: earlier because wasn't wasn't B. West out there in ten? Yeah, two thousand ten. When so, was that? I thought I thought that rant was like 7 ish. Yeah. It was, was was Singletary before or after Mike Nolan? I, uh, I was in middle school, so that was like 07, 08. oh seven, oh eight. Okay, yeah, no, I could be wrong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it was a little bit later. But regardless, you know what?
6: But B West was out there. He played for Mike Singletary, right? Yeah, that's what it was.
4: Yeah, and that was when Frank Gore was there. And yeah, I let him get a rep. He
6: didn't think Mike Singletary was a very good coach. <laughs> well, he ended up being right. He's not coached <laughs> since. I don't think. Maybe I shouldn't put that out on Maybe me. You shouldn't, <laughs> do that. I shouldn't tell people B West felt that way. But that's the way he felt. All
4: right, let's uh, <laughs> let's get to what we do every day, and that is the afternoon show text line.
3: Andy and Deptford reminds me of Cheddar Bob from 8 Mile. <laughs> Brandon in Strawberry Mansion. I
4: <laughs> could see it. I <laughs> could see it. Cheddar Bob. That was pretty good. I haven't seen 8 Mile in a while. No. No? In a while. In yeah, a while.
6: it's been a while since I've seen 8 Mile, but I've, I've seen it
4: several times. I mean, it's just like one of the most memorable scenes of all time <laughs> at, at the end. Um, And 8 Mile is obviously great. And had they made the Super Bowl, I, I would have liked to have seen him, him redo it. You know? Like – on live at the stage of the Super Bowl. But... One of my favorite rappers. Now, now, now you did recently kick him out of your top 5. I right? did. Yeah. I did. <laughs> Still on my top 10 though. That's good. That's good. What's uh what's next?
3: Jack should be scared. AJ waiting on the line. <laughs> Listen. I
4: know. I'm well aware. Wasn't wasn't my dog ain't scared, man. He ready to man I can't
6: even fake like you're ready to
4: fight if like we get into a fight. Dude, I might have to get into a fight. You might have to. Let somebody
6: punch you in the nose.
4: Yeah, yeah, maybe down in Clearwater. <laughs> maybe down, <laughs> when we're down there, start a skerfuffle. Start <laughs> what did I call it? A skerf, F whirl. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think, do we have to dump that? I think we had to dump it. I think we did dump it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I, sh- I, because I, 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 Kerfuffle. Kerfuffle. The problem was I was getting texts before he was about to hop on, mm-hmm. of like, all right, we don't think he's there. We don't think it's really him. Right. You know, so I was like trying People to- don't
6: realize that. People don't realize the other, like, the behind-the-scenes stuff that was going on.
4: Yeah, I was getting text from Rod, like, we don't think it's him. I was like, all right, cool, we'll move on. And they're like, hold on, we FaceTimed him, it's him. Within <laughs> <laughs> mean, five minutes, it goes from, I don't think it's A.J. Brown, to here's A.J. Brown on the phones. <laughs> It was a big turnaround. It was. Well, what's next?
3: You want me to be more vocal? I'm calling in tomorrow. Jalen in Philly. Now,
4: if we get Jalen to call in, I mean that's that's how you know because he he doesn't eat the rat poison. He does not eat the rat poison. Right. Um
6: Yeah, something tells me Jalen ain't nowhere around social media
4: right now. Do you think he do you think he's in Texas or do you think he's here?
6: Oh, uh, that's a good question. <laughs> that's a good question. Um, I have no idea. I would say
4: here. Yeah? I think so. I know. You could probably get better work outside in, in Texas, obviously. Yeah, the, the
6: weather is much better, yeah. obviously. Um, yeah, I, it wouldn't surprise me if he's back home.
4: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know.
6: Houston, right? Houston. You're yeah, from Houston. Yeah. yeah,
3: yeah. Uh, what's next? Jolly owes me a million bucks. I'll be waiting. Dominic in Denver.
4: <laughs> so do you have the audio of this? I do. do. You want me to get it? So what? What is like the backstory here? But behind Jolly, owing a guy a million dollars.
15: Uh, so Dominic in Denver called in a couple of weeks ago. Okay. I was actually I was working that night. Nice. And um, he tried to correct, or he told Jolly that uh, Gary Kubiak was the the coach for the Broncos uh, in the Super Bowl in 2014. Okay. And Jolly was like, no, it wasn't. It was John Fox. And they went back and forth. and then Gary Kubi- or, uh, And then Dominic said, like, all right, I'm going to, you know, I'll fact check you and I'll call you back. And he called him back Saturday night and he told him, like, hey. I, I called you a couple weeks ago, and uh, you know, uh, it's Gary Kubiak, and Jolly's like, "I knew that. What are you talking about? I, I I knew that. Why Why are you even trying to? Why are you? are a liar. Blah blah blah. Right. So, and then he said uh, something about you know a million dollars. A Million dollars. So right. Yeah, that was pretty much it.
4: Good explanation.
6: So Fox was the <laughs> Fox was the coach when they so lost can, to
4: Seattle. Yeah. So Kubiak took over in '15, I believe. Right.
6: Uh, yeah, he would have had to right. and won his rookie year. Right. Okay.
4: Yeah. So the, I mean, it was John Fox's team,
15: though.
9: Yeah. 13
15: and 14, and they fired him. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, Jolly called him a liar. Like, you never right. called him blah, blah, blah. Anyway. Good explanation. What's
3: next? What the f*** are you doing, AJ? Howie at the Novacare. It was
4: probably some tense times down at the Novacare. You think? Well, I bet they were like... Please don't say something wrong. Like, Well, they, they didn't know he was coming on. They did not know he was coming so, on. Because we didn't know if he was coming on or not. So, so we didn't know if it was a real Twitter account or not. Right. Too.
6: I, I would imagine, I mean, he was on, shout out to AJ. He said he was only giving us 10 minutes, but he gave us 20. 20. Yeah, yeah it was 20 minutes. Um, uh, I would think that they were, they walked away from that.
4: Well, I think they walked, please, I think they yeah. walked away from it. So fine. you mean during it. I bet when they were listening, it was right. a little different.
6: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you don't know how the hell this is going to turn out.
4: And he's, a, he's obviously an emotional guy. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm sure that they're, while it was going on, they were definitely nervous. Yeah, I, I
6: see what you're saying now.
4: But, yeah. but after, I think it's fine. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't – again, it was not confrontational. I mean, he obviously was emotional. That's fine. But and, and it, it he ended up being fine.
6: Well, and here's the main thing as far as the Eagles are concerned. Yeah. He didn't throw any of his teammates under a bus. He didn't blame anybody else. He, as a matter of fact, he really said he was defending his teammates. Right. And, and speaking of – because that's the one thing I was going to say – other than the hypothetical question. Right. <laughs> like, nobody has really blamed A.J. for anything. What the, the, the discussion was, do, does him and Jalen get along?
4: Right. And, when, and
6: nobody said, like, you can't look at A.J.'s numbers and be like, well, A.J.'s the reason why they were losing games.
4: No. I, no. I, like, maybe the only caller was even O.G., but O.G. was. Yeah, And and
6: and, and that's the other thing. We got to stop taking what a caller says. <laughs> And blaming it on us.
4: Yeah. Right? And then saying OG Wade's reporting. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, like I don't know. I mean I'm sure when you hear all this stuff you just lump it all together.
6: I think that's what it was. But yeah. I but I'm only think,
4: but fans started running with like yeah, you're
6: blaming AJ for like no, I don't think anybody blamed AJ for losing well, games.
4: Well, and also also they wonder whether he was happy being here or not. Well, and frankly, like I don't know how if you really pay attention to the team and and like consume all the content and, and you didn't have like at least a little bit of worry that maybe something go, is going on with the quarterback and the wide receiver. Like, I' don't know, like, I, feel like it's I not think I think everybody attention.
6: I think everybody did. I think what ultimately happened was that we we started talking about a j and eventually this spiraled into rumors and trade rumors and all this other stuff. so then as fans, and it's understandable, I'm not blaming fans, but as fans, it switches from being mad about the season, how the season ended to hold on.
5: We love a j hey,
6: don't run A j out of town like why are we pinning all this on a j and, and focusing on him When i think I don't think that was ever our intention as far as blaming
4: a j mm. well, and once again, no one's ran anyone out of town, you know yeah, like, like it just it's more something that people say, and for some reason it gets turned into a thing mm-hmm. you know like, like I, again, there's not really a, a good, clear example of someone that we ran out of town, unless you want to say Ben and then you're welcome um <laughs>
6: No, Doc ran Ben out of town. Yeah, listen. Yeah, blame Doc.
4: <laughs> yeah, thank you, Joel. Doc. Joel. His biggest contribution to the team. <laughs> biggest contribution. Twitter question, uh, sponsored by Mark's Jewelers, looking for wedding bands or bridal party gifts. Shop Mark's Jewelers is extensive collection for the perfect gift online, mark-jewelers.com. Uh, tomorrow, we have Howie and Nick's press conference. That'll be a big one. 1.30, 1.45, uh, Elliot will be live from uh, Indianapolis.
6: Boy, I tell you, that guy gets around. Yeah, man. I saw the Dave, I think it was Dave Zangaro, said it was 75 degrees in uh,
4: Indianapolis. Today. Oh, man, they're going to be tanning.
6: Have- it was just snowing last week at the All-Star game. It's 75 degrees
4: today? The NBA All-Star game was so bad in Indianapolis, they changed all the rules for cities to be able to get all Star. Oh, they did? Yeah. They said he had a certain amount of hotel rooms. Like, like they they changed all the parameters because of of Indianapolis. Yeah,
6: I don't know if they really scoped that out as much as they should have. (laughs) They should have. Prior to. It's like the Jacksonville Super
4: Bowl. Exactly. And the New York Super Bowl, well, New York was fine. Minnesota Super Bowl, maybe. Freezing. I don't know if we'll be back. (laughs) Uh, Either way, uh, fun show today. We'll be back tomorrow. Who's on tonight? We have Robbie E. and Al Morgani. Okay. They will take you through the rest of the night here on Sports Radio 94 WIP.